0: What's fuckers? Oh, hey. Okay. Smoking token. So, what are we talking about today? Ghost hunting. Ghost hunting. Theory, equipment, and how terrible Zach Bagans is.
1: Well, yeah, he's. To his credit, though, he was dating one of Hugh Hefner's ex wives. Really? Which one? Uh. I would say the blonde one, but that doesn't really narrow it down, does it? Um, no, Hugh
0: Hefner. definitely I want to say time.
1: it. There was the like really bright blue-eyed one that was kind of like tomboyish. That was into sports. Like, did you ever watch? That oh movie? yeah,
0: the Girls Next Kendra? Door.
1: I think it was called. Yeah. it wasn't her. And then there was like an older one that was kind of like cougarish. Yeah, not her either. The no, other one. Holly. I think so. The hot one. Yeah, yeah. Zach Bagans was smashing. Damn,
0: that's like the only thing about him that I will ever be jealous about.
1: <laughs> I mean, he has got to go to some pretty cool haunted places. To.
2: Our listeners are not going to understand this, but maybe eventually, if they keep listening, they'll figure it out. Does Zach Bagans not look like Scott? Or oh, Scott look like Zach Bagans?
0: Totally. There's definitely a
1: correlation there.
2: Right?
1: Scott is like Zach Bagans' love child. Something.
0: They were, like, congenital twins that they had to be separated. He, uh, we actually... That, that like, begs the question, which one is, if they were twins, which one is the Arnold Schwarzenegger? Which one's the Danny DeVito?
1: I'm going to have to say just due to... I mean, I'm going to have to say Scott's DeVito.
2: I don't think it lines up.
0: (laughs) Math does not check out. No,
1: we, we actually went ghost hunting... One time, uh, we went to this place called the Mercer Cemetery. Uh, it's out past like Tooele and Stockton. Um, if anybody's not familiar with that area, it's just some. It's out in the middle of podunk nowhere Utah. But we went ghost hunting out there. Apparently, this cemetery is like super haunted. It's like an old cemetery. Apparently, this Mercer used to be like a whole town. Like it's crazy if you look up like old pictures and stuff of it. But we took Scott out there, and I swear I have a video on my phone of him, and he's just like. My name is Zach Batches. <laughs> like, I swear to God. And I think he wanted to call his own ghost hunting show, like, Spirit Quest. But it's... I'll, I'll have to show you guys. It's, oh it's pretty God. amazing. I have to
0: see it. Yeah.
1: So, the, one of the
0: things I really wanted to talk about was, like, the equipment that they use for ghost hunting. Like I said, it's, it's all pseudoscience. Like, there's nothing provable about it. And I think some of it is absolute horseshit. So, I thought we could go through some of that stuff and... Give our individual takes, and the first one, and I'm just gonna throw it out here. This is the biggest piece of horseshit equipment for ghost hunting, hands down by far and away. It's also a big piece of shit in general. Ouija boards.
1: Yeah, I, man, I'm so skeptical of them. Like, I mean, I bought one at Toys R Us when there used to be a Toys R Us, but I, I, I don't know, man. I feel like Ouija boards are one of those things that can't be disproven. What do you think?
2: I've had experiences with Ouija boards. And the, the first time I did, though, I was with my best friend, and I was high, and he was sober, so I was like, you're fucking with me. Because I'm like, you, you're moving this to say mm. what it's saying. And he's like, no, I swear to God you're not. But then there was another time that I had an experience with another group of friends, and shit started happening like in the room. Like light switches and shit. Hmm. or there was like when I was a kid I had like a sleepover with a friend and their parents were playing Ouija board they were having like a family get together or whatever and I guess their thing was Ouija board in it and literally us kids were like sitting there watching because they told all of us to go downstairs in the basement we were sitting there like watching on the stairs and that fucking table lifted off the floor really? not even lying I'll never forget this
0: I a thousand percent believe you. I, I still was a little don't kid,
2: so maybe somebody <laughs> was like in the background, like lifting it. But I, <laughs> I seen it, so I'm like, I'm kind of like with the Ouija board. I'm like, it could be bullshit, but I don't know. I don't I, experiment with it that's, because I just that's don't want to. That's me. I,
1: like when I had one, I wouldn't even dare take it in my house. Like I was like, so like the the one thing though that like when I used it, so we we tried a few different things with it. Me and my body's right, and like. There were times where I knew my buddies were obviously fucking with me, right? Because I was like, what do I want to eat right now? And fucking magically the thing spells out Beto's, right? Shocker. Um, no, my buddy did that shit on purpose. I did ask it, however, like, and not a lot of people know this about me, but I did have a half-sister. She passed away when she was like 28 years old. Um, but she, I did not know that. Yeah. She uh, she lived with me for quite a while, Uh, i want to say from the time when i was like maybe five until i was probably like 10 so for like five years i think something like that she lived at my mom's with me and i asked the ouija board what did my sister always call me because she had like a little nickname for me and the ouija board fucking spelled it out and so that was something that neither of my friends knew at the time and
0: But you had your hand. on But the I did
1: have my hand on on the on the on the eye. So it was like it's one of those things. Could you be doing it subconsciously? I think there's definitely a part of that to where like you could be moving it subconsciously. You know what I mean? Now if like you two were to do it and I were to ask you guys, hey, you know what did my sister used to call me and it spelled it out for you guys? I'd be like, yeah, fuck this board, get it out of my house. <laughs> like
0: I kind of want to put it to the test now. <laughs>
1: We ain't bringing that shit. Yeah, we ain't bringing that shit in here. We already got we'll problems just,
0: We'll put it on the bed of the truck. We'll just do no, it right out there.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, we could do it yeah. outside. But we got enough
0: you can problems. You my truck. It's cool. I don't live there. <laughs> but I, I don't know. So, I think a lot of it is like, uh, and I can't remember the word for it. I had to look it up. Like the subconscious tricking of your mind. Visually, when you see something, it's pareidolia. Or, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Where like you see something like in the dark and your mind makes up a shape to go with it. You're like, fuck, that's a monster, but it's really a coat, you know? It's a similar thing, I think, physically. And I remember this uh this test that this teacher showed us in class one time about how you can trick your own mind to make your body do something. So she took this string and it had a washer tied to the end of it and you had to hold it like this and then she would say, Now Think about that swinging side to side and you're not moving. It's like, don't move. And then it starts swinging on its own side to side and you're not moving. It's these little bursts of movement in your fingertips is making it happen. Or we were all just like telekinetic, one or the other. So I believe it's like when you're asking it that specific question of what was this nickname, naturally you kind of go toward it.
1: So one of the things about Ouija boards and one of the most common things that comes up in it and one of the most nasty things that comes up with it is what's called Zozo. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or heard of it, but Zozo comes through very often on a Ouija board. I've never personally had any experience with it, but... Is this
0: like an entity?
1: Yes. It's supposedly supposed to be like the same as like a demon. Uh, A lot of people refer to it too as like a Mayan demon that was called Camazots um he's like a bat type creature looking demon Johnsky, but zozo Jonski. is one of the most common things that people have negative experiences with and it will literally just go back z o z o z o z o z o so if you look into like anything that has to do with like Ouija boards or anything like that like one of the most common things that you'll probably run into is zozo um lots of people have had um really terrifying things happen in their house after encountering uh zozo on the ouija board uh horrible luck in general in life like you don't have to deep dive on this one yeah and then uh another one i think the worst thing that i heard was there was a man who claimed that after zozo contacted him on the ouija board uh there was a man who claimed that he was raped by zozo so
0: all the more reason to not fuck with a ouija board I mean for me,
1: yeah, and that's but that's where it's like
2: unless you're desperate.
1: Well, I'm not that desperate. Well, and the thing is about Zozo and the Ouija board, which is striking to me is you'll find it all across the world. It's one of them things where it's like so many people have encountered this Zozo Zozo on the Ouija board, and so it's like kind of this weird thing to where like if it's happening all over the world, is it coincidence? Is it supernatural? No, we, Is it paranormal? I don't know. But yeah, if, if you get some time, research the, the Zozo thing. It'll yeah, I'm take a look at that.
2: Well, even just looking at it in Google, it definitely links Zozo to the Ouija board. Like right there, it's like a demon that's directly linked with the Ouija board. Interesting. But it also can go into like video games, movies, theories.
0: Yeah. I think the... The one thing I do like about the Ouija board is that kind of like um, iconic print of it. And like, I don't know if I have, let me see. My uh, tattoo guy's card. Shout out to Mark, by the way. Oh, yeah. See, it's like in, it's a really cool card. Oh, yeah. It's embossed and everything, has the planchette on the back. That looks cool. I think a Ouija board tattoo looks good on Big Titty Goth Girls. Definitely a big plus. <laughs> but it's such an like an iconic yeah. thing that you see. I just me personally, I'm not convinced the board does anything.
1: Yeah.
0: I think you, you you in the act of using it, you're not like opening up a portal with the board. You're just already open in some way shape or form it's just the board tricks you it's it's kind of like if you carry a gun you think you're tough because you already have a gun like nobody's gonna hurt me i have a gun it's just that same mentality it's like this object tricks you into believing something that's not real well well i won't say not real it gives you a different sense of security
1: yeah
0: where it's like you know if shit's happening and then you go, fuck this board, I'm going to get it out, I'm going to burn it, I'm going to do whatever, and then you're going to feel cleansed of it, and then mentally maybe you're like closed off from whatever was happening. I, I don't know. Just a big theory.
1: Well, and the, the thing with the Ouija board, too, and like, I mean, considering that, uh, you know, in, in most cases, because I, I, a lot of people may not know this about me, but I am a huge closet paranormal nerd, like every ghost hunting TV show, TV series, even ones on YouTube, I've seen almost all of them. I am fascinated by it. But um, in most cases that I've seen that are at least televised or or put on YouTube or whatever, a lot of the times it's not. Like, I don't think people really use it as a communication device. Like, most of your ghost hunters are not going to go and, like, all right, guys, we're going to go make contact with this spirit. And, oh, hey, uh, Steve, grab the Ouija board. Like, nobody grabs the Ouija board. But I will say that there are a lot of, like, house calls where uh investigators are called in and a lot of the activity started with the use of a ouija board Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the it's kind of like the foundation of it you know what i mean so but yeah as far as like equipment and like using it as like an actual device for spirit communication in the sense of like investigating or ghost hunting mm, unless you're specifically Investigating something correlated to the Ouija board then I don't really see it useful
0: you know and it's funny when you say these things were brought on by a Ouija board I think media has played a hand in that because you think about the movie The Exorcist it starts with Reagan is playing with a Ouija board and that's how the the movie progresses is from that and that movie came out in like what 73 so we was it Zozo? was it Zozo? uh so I kind of go like, yeah, there was, there was that thing in this movie that many people around the world have seen and it kind of just gets ingrained and then it's almost like its own version of the telephone game where it's like, oh, the, the Ouija board's evil because of this one memory I have of this one movie. So, but here's the next one, highly controversial, The Spirit Box. Now, The Spirit Box, for anybody who doesn't know what it is, It's essentially a radio that scans frequencies very rapidly, and every once in a while, it'll stop, and you'll get just a blip of sound, just a quick audio clip from this box. But it's really just a radio frequency that it's picking up, whether it's radio channels or picking up um, a walkie-talkie or anything like that, because it's all based on a hertz rating. So it can just pick up anything from anywhere. What do you guys think?
2: So when you're like starting off with like the biggest one that I think I thought you were going to say spirit box because spirit box is my number one, I think is bullshit. Like, I don't think that there's any frequency out there, even if you want to talk to somebody who's like, oh, we live in different dimensions, so maybe it's a way to communicate No. I just can't be convinced. I don't think it's real. I think, especially now with the technology that we have, I think that people, especially who people who like do it on TikTok or YouTube mm-hmm. or anything, they definitely have ways of like putting voices there to make it seem like there's somebody coming through. I don't believe it.
1: Uh, the spirit box to me is one of those things. It's. I've seen instances where. It's hard, it's it's difficult to argue with it just because you can get almost like a full sentence, right? I mean, and you got to understand, like, when they're talking about, like, how this is scanning through frequencies, it's scanning through frequencies faster than you can change a dial on a radio. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you could try to turn a radio dial and go through the stations as fast as you humanly possibly can, and you're not even going to come close to how fast this thing's scanning through frequencies. So the part where I... I, I don't want to say I'm a 100% believer in it, right? But the, the instances that I've encountered or seen where I'm like, okay, that's pretty intriguing is like when it's like a full sentence and it's almost like a direct response to their question. Like if it's like a full-blown sentence, like multiple words, because like sometimes you can hear them to where they're like four, five, six words even and it's all in the same voice and it's... And that, like in the, in the few instances where it's in direct response to like a question they're asking, that's one of those moments where you're like, okay, like that's, that's kind of weird. Like that's, that's I don't know. To me, it's just interesting. It's, it's interesting to see that because it's like, if you think about it, if you were to, even if you were to go and try to scan through your radio as fast as you possibly can, what are the odds that you're gonna hear the same voice complete like almost a full response to a question you have or even just to hear somebody say yes or no like even just to hear that like the odds of that and so when you hear something that's in like the same voice that's where i think it's kind of one of those things that i can't say is undeniable proof but it's one of those things that makes me raise an eyebrow and be like well there might actually be something there
0: see i don't don't know if i was to say If I was to give a percentage rating, let's say to the Ouija board, and I think it's 100% bullshit, my spirit box is probably sitting at like 97. Do I believe maybe once or twice, here or there in a blue moon, that it's actually picked up something? Yeah, very possible. Everything is based on frequency. Right. So just connecting with that correct frequency of whether it's an interdimensional or a ghost or a demon or whatever, like... Yeah, it's very possible. Is it probable? No. The biggest problem I have is, one, that you can fake them. It's, yeah. it's easy to do. I mean, like, let's say you have a spirit box upstairs, and I'm broadcasting something on a walkie-talkie. It's going to grab that. So, you know, you're upstairs listening and asking questions like, uh, what's my name? And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. you know. You're going to be like, oh, fuck, it just said my name, <laughs> but it was me. And especially if it's on a ghost hunting show, that's like a paid show on a history channel or something like that. It's 100% bullshit. Yeah. The The real issue I have with it is that people get that, that pareidolia again, but it's audio. And they, you know, you'll ask it a question like, what's my middle name? And then the spirit box will go. <laughs> and say, oh, my God. Did you hear that? It said my middle name. No, it said dirt. That was it. That's. You're making shit up to try to fit the narrative that you're creating. And it's like. Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins. You fucking liar.
1: That's. I think that is one of my biggest issues with the spirit box. So like for anybody out there who is. Who does regularly watch paranormal shows or ghost hunting shows. I don't know if anybody else does this. But one of the things that I do. Is if they're doing like a spirit box. Or if they're reviewing EVPs or anything like that a lot of the times they'll put subtitles for what it's saying yeah, at the bottom it, of the screen it forces
0: you to think that's what right. it said so even when they it wasn't.
1: say that as soon as i hear them go like listen to this evp we captured one of the first things i do close my eyes and i try to determine if i can hear what it's saying without reading that subtitle because yeah that whole mind trick that you play on yourself of like you see it, uh, it written out and you're just like oh yeah that's totally what it fucking says but I swear to God, you close your eyes and listen to it. And they're just like, tell us who's in the room right now. And they're just like, hum, hum, hum. and they're just like, oh my God, you heard that. It said my name and your name. And it's like, no, it fucking didn't. It's a
0: well, It's so easy to, to trick your mind, not just audio, but visual, visual too. Oh yeah. Think about that stupid thing on Facebook years ago. Is the dress white or blue? It was fucking blue.
2: It was white and gold.
1: It was blue and black. It was
0: purple. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. It was
1: fucking blue with black stripes. But see that- kinda
2: like the green needle or something we like we were listening oh, to. yeah. It. like do you hear green needle or some storm or something? I don't know. Yeah,
0: no, I remember what you- I remember that one, but it's it's so easy to be like if you were to play that E V P. Sound or the spirit box sound, we could hear three completely different things. But it's like he said, you know, when they put that subtitle up there. And you're
2: visually seeing it.
0: You're automatically guided to that. And with, like, a slightly rhythmic sound to it, where you're like, huh? "Huh?" Yeah, he definitely said, I'm the devil. You know? (laughs) Because that's what the caption said. (laughs) That's what I heard, I swear to God.
2: I also think it's, like, amplified if you're, like, I feel like how we three are. We want to believe. We want to discover. We want to know where there's other people who are, like, completely, like,
1: Oh, yeah. If you try to show a spirit box to my brother, my brother would tell you that's the biggest waste of time and he money. He doesn't even believe
2: in aliens. So I think if, if you are very open-minded, it's like your brain will also trick you like, oh, yeah, I definitely heard it say green needle because it's just like I want to believe that it did.
0: Yeah, even though <laughs> visibly I can read the words and they don't say green needle. They say something else. But you hear this, Yeah. which is so strange. Um, yeah, I... The number one worst thing about spare boxes, in my opinion, is when people have them on their phone as an app. Oh, God. Do you think that app is no. not programmed to randomly give you a, just a, a quick blip of a sound? Like The you-
1: the only thing that... I mean, there's just so much dumb shit you can get on your phone nowadays. Um I honestly think that there's probably only two useful things, maybe three. I'll I'll count three things that are useful in paranormal investigating on your phone. The camera, because a lot of phones have very good cameras now. Um, But I'm just talking like plain recording. Like, Mm -hmm. no night vision lens bullshit. No fucking thermal lens bullshit. Like, I don't give a fuck what phone you have. Your phone does not have a thermal imaging camera on it. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, there's no app for actual thermal imaging. Like, for real thermal imaging, there's just nothing for your phone. Well, there um, is,
0: but it's an aftermarket attachment.
1: And it probably costs like $1,000. No, they're
0: like 200 bucks. Oh. They're pretty cool, though. But yeah. you're still only limited by the field of view of this little tiny lens in your yeah. phone. Even if you have like an iPhone, whatever, that has the three of them, that's still a really tiny lens. It's... If the lens of whatever you're filming is not at least the size of your own eyeball, you're not going to pick up much.
1: Yeah. But uh, so the the camera, anything that records audio. So like if you have like an audio recorder on your phone, most people already have that. It comes standard with most phones, like audio notes or something. Um, I think that could be super useful tool. And then obviously your flashlight. Like I, think, I agree. I think those are the only three logical... Reasonable things to use on a cell phone as far as paranormal investigating. Anything else, you're just wasting your fucking time.
0: I will add to that live streaming. Ooh. Because a lot of those ghost videos you see they're being live streamed like Facebook or YouTube or whatever and oftentimes somebody who's watching it will comment, did you see this? And then they go back and review the footage and they go, oh shit, there was something right there. Yeah. So I'll, I'll throw that one into the mix. Yeah.
2: That is a good one, live streaming.
0: But,
1: yeah, the spirit box, I... The, my my final comment on the spare box is I I very much agree with Dave in the sense that can it work? Yes possibly the like even the instances that I was talking about before they are very 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 few and far between.
0: Yeah I think if it was like this really incredibly engineered piece of equipment that was made with the highest grade parts and programmed super well and was really built to pick up different frequencies like maybe yeah but where they're like forty dollars on amazon they're probably built in china by some kid who's getting paid four cents a day
1: you can get them on team probably
0: yeah i guarantee you can get it on team <laughs> you can get everything on team <laughs> so uh, obviously switch gears here the most important piece of ghost hunting equipment in my book is the camera because you can tell stories all the live long day but when you have footage of something that counts that means something
1: yeah it's it's definitely i mean obviously most of the 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 most insane paranormal footage i've ever seen has all been captured on camera I, i would say followed second by that by uh evps not spirit box evps but regular like audio recorder Mm -hmm. uh, EVPs I think that that would probably be my, my second one as far as evidence that I've seen where I'm like what the fuck where like as you're watching it you're like getting goosebumps
0: what do you guys think about EVPs in terms of microphone recording and getting these strange voices or sounds fact or fiction
1: I've personally seen enough that I I'm gonna have to say fact
0: what do you think
2: I'm in the middle like I've definitely watched some things and I'm just like it's mind-blowing or even like gotten chills from it but then again I think it's one of those things like kind of like Sasquatch I haven't seen it in person so I feel like if I was there and experienced it myself I'd be convinced
1: so like if you had an EVP that you captured
2: yeah I'd be like done I'm a believer (laughs) did you guys hear that did you it yep fact
1: it's easy to like
0: like armchair the whole thing when you're watching it on TV or whatever. And you go, I don't know. But yeah, when you have the experience yourself, very different deal. Even if what you captured wasn't a ghost or a demon, but you heard something and it's unexplainable. And I think that's where the line gets super blurry on paranormal and ghost hunting, especially within the ghost hunting realm, is the difference between something being a ghost or is it just unexplainable just because you don't know what it is doesn't mean it is specifically this thing you think it is and that's always the problem where like oh my god it's a gin like how do you know it's a gin how do you know it's not the ghost of a dog or you know a skinwalker or whatever it's yeah it's too easy to put labels on it without just going yeah i don't know what it was it was fucking weird and it scared me
1: yeah yeah i for me it's i I don't know i i always try to think of it as how much evidence do you have to to say that it is like the ghost of somebody versus how much evidence do you have to say it could be something else right like if it's something like interdimensional or just completely unexplainable who the hell knows right yeah um you know, that's one of those deals to where it's just kind of like if you just have like random things occurring, then that's where it's like, okay, there's nothing consistent. But like when people have evidence on top of evidence on top of evidence to say like, yeah, we think that it's the ghost of this person and this is why and this is the evidence yeah. we've gathered. It's almost kind of like building a almost like a court case, if you want to put it that way, right? Like we have enough evidence to say that this is the ghost of Abraham Lincoln and this is why. This is all the evidence that we've captured. And based on that evidence, like, it's how much do you believe that it's the ghost of Abraham Lincoln versus, I don't know, maybe you have an asshole cat. I don't know.
2: It's hard to, like, think about that, like, Abraham Lincoln, for example, since you brought up Abraham Lincoln. Does Abraham Lincoln not have better shit to do now that he's passed on for, like, a, a 50 million years, it seems like? but then somebody's going to catch him on a spirit box or through an EV. Like, to me, that's why I think I'm so, like, I don't... I literally watched a TikTok not too long ago, and this guy who's obsessed with his <coughs> spirit box, and all of a sudden he's talking to Michael Jackson. And it literally sounds like Michael Jackson. And that's it's like, he came through, his like, I didn't hit part. those kids, I swear. <laughs> like, you would say that.
0: Except, I... Side note: I totally don't believe Michael Jackson is actually dead.
2: I really? don't either.
0: Yeah, I. That's
2: a whole. We'll have, yeah, we're gonna have to do a, a whole
0: episode on that. It's actually in my book of topics is Michael Jackson. But yeah, I I, I don't think really he's dead. Researched it.
2: It's crazy. Once you go down that rabbit hole, it's oh like oh my god, oh my gosh. You see well, the,
1: the video, of the the video of the video of the guy that like showed up at some. Award ceremony or something like that that looked like didn't even look like anything like Michael Jackson. So there's like some kind of freaking nature. There's another
0: video and I'm going to find it later if you remind me and I'll send it to you. But there somebody was like filming the uh, the ambulance that took his body out and got the license plate number. And then somebody else was filming it when they arrived at the hospital. And it's the same fucking ambulance with the same license plate. And Michael Jackson gets out of the back and walks out. It's, that like tipped me off on the whole thing. And then, yeah, go down the rabbit hole and you're like, what
1: the fuck is going on? Well, and uh, there were a lot of people that didn't believe that uh, Elvis died. And Michael Jackson was married to Elvis Presley's daughter for a little bit. So, I don't know, maybe he's uh, hanging on Elvis's coattails there. Could you be. Know? I mean, the king of rock, king of pop, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah no they're, they're definitely paired up and they both had you know an affinity for young people so there's that <laughs> hey Elvis Presley was a pedo it's true
1: no idea facts
0: he married Priscilla Presley when she was like 14
2: 14 years old really
0: yeah he he liked young early teen or preteen girls and he called them his cherries
1: yeah Elvis was a sick fuck I mean it doesn't a talented really. sick fuck yeah. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's nothing surprising me anymore. It's 2023, almost 2024, <laughs> and the world is just gone to shit. So, not to, like, completely switch, but, like, one of the ones that I wanted to bring up was uh, EMF detectors. Have you guys ever used any of those or, or messed with any I've of them? I've
0: played around with
1: one. Have, you, have Have either of you guys ever gone, like, actual ghost hunting? No. 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 Plan so. I and In fact,
0: I just started buying a bunch of the equipment because I don't know if I told you about this, but I've talked to her a little bit about kind of my grand plan of what to do with things. And obviously everything that I am like trying to get into is involving all of my homies. So it's like when I buy shit, I got to buy five or
1: six of them. <laughs> well, let us know so I can buy <clears throat> some shit
0: too. <laughs> well, and it's like I, I, I kind of coming up with this whole kit and caboodle and how I want to do it and all that. So it's like. I could just hit you guys up, hey, ghost hunt at this place on this time, you yeah. know, all you got to do is bring yourselves. I got all the shit, but uh, yeah, the, the whole EMF thing, and I, I need to actually buy one, because I want to run a bunch of tests on it myself, and see, like, how easy is it to fool, because in the moment, I don't want to be like, oh my god, it's spiking,
1: Yeah, but so, joke's on
0: you, it's, you just got a text, so it, you know, sent out a signal or whatever, yeah. like, I got to see what actually sets it off. So, in the moment, I can go, it's spiking. Oh, it's because of this. Or, no, none of these other factors that I know would set it off are present.
1: Yeah. So, I've actually gone ghost hunting. Uh, I was part of a group. I honestly can't even remember their name. This was well over, like, 10 years ago. Um, But these people, uh, I think they were based out of Ogden, Utah. And they were actually pretty legit. Like, they had, like, their own website where you could upload, like, photos videos recordings that you have and like they would uh do like a conference phone call once a week and we would talk about evidence and stuff like that and they wanted you like it was crazy it was almost like homework like they wanted me they're like okay we want you to go home and we need you to listen to this segment this segment this segment and then comment and get back to us they eventually ended up just booting my ass out of the group because after like three times of going ghost hunting with them and i'm just like okay you guys take this a little too seriously right like to where they're trying to give me like homework and shit to do it's like hey no let me review this in my time you know and i'll get back to you but these people were just nazis about it so but i did go to three different places ghost hunting with them and if you guys ever want to know what ghost hunting in a building is like uh i would invite you to go home Go into your closet and turn off every light in your house and talk to yourself for as long as humanly possible. Cause that's almost kind of what it's like. You're assuming
0: I don't do that shit anyway.
1: <laughs> I mean it, it really is. I mean the way that they hype it up on TV and the way that they they make it seem, you know what I mean? It's just it is not the same. It's really not. As far as like getting creepy vibes and stuff like that, like I do have experiences with that. Um, but the main reason I brought up the EMF detector was because the, this group had quite a few of them and I did exactly kind of what you were talking about. Like I wanted to test it, like, okay, what is going to make this thing go off? Right. Mm-hmm. Because before that I'd only seen them on TV and I found myself like going and trying a few different things. I did try sending like a text and putting my cell phone next to it and nothing, um, but like yeah, I mean anything that does carry electromagnetic frequency, like if you put it real close to like an electrical outlet, like yeah, it lights up. If you put it real close to like a light, it lights up. Like mm-hmm. I I I kind of just messed around with this thing just to find out. So in my experience that I've had with the, <coughs> with the uh, with the few that I've tried, they are legit. Like you will get if you get like a random electromagnetic frequency out of nowhere on that thing which is really intriguing to me when I watch some of the paranormal uh, shows and ghost hunting shows when they're in a building that has like no electricity Mm -hmm. and they're like standing in a room and that thing is just pegged and I'm like that shit's cool (laughs) because I know how that thing works I've Mm -hmm. used one (laughs) What what do you think?
2: I don't know like you were saying like the electricity like putting it close to something I've never personally experienced one. I've just seen them through, like, yeah, ghost hunting shows. But just because every time I feel like I watch a ghost hunting show, anything that seems legit or real or might have happened or kind of like, whoa, that's crazy, just never happens. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if it did happen, I'd be like still wanting convincing as to why it happened.
0: Yeah. Well, here's my, my big takeaway with the EMF. Thing and I think if you pair it in conjunction with other tools, you could get something. So like yesterday, I was deep diving into SLS cameras. Do you know what those are?
1: Yeah. The Do you know
0: what that is. Yeah. Do you know what an Xbox Connect is? Yeah. So it, 3D maps based on infrared technology. Yeah. And that's what captures it, and then when you. Uh, see your body. It's a wireframe version because it maps kind of out your yeah. yeah. Okay. So people use them for ghost hunting. Yeah. yeah. Because it sends out that field, and then oftentimes it'll pick up what they perceive to be a body. There's okay. actually some really fucking creepy videos out there. There's the guy. I can't remember if he's from England or Scotland. Him and his wife are constantly haunted. So he went out and bought one of these cameras and he mounted it up on his room. And you could see because it's next to another camera, there's there's like a shadow figure in the corner that just like appears out of nowhere. And the SLS camera also picks it up and it wireframes the body, right? And then you watch this apparition, whatever it is, goes up and across the ceiling and goes down onto the wife's side of the bed. And you're watching it from not only this camera, but from this SLS camera that's wireframing so it. the is tracking it the whole time? The whole time. Oh and then it lands God. on her side of the bed right behind the uh, nightstand and the nightstand goes fucking flying
1: no way oh
0: dude it's terrifying i've got to see that one. <laughs> oh, it's so good i'll have to try to find that one and send it so personally i know that you can fuck with that technology and it's not 100 right i'm kind of getting off topic here but um if you were to let's say use that sls camera right and you pick up a figure and he's standing right over there in the corner and then you get one of these emf detectors like on a stick and you go over there and you put it right where this apparition is, and suddenly it goes off like you've got something. Yeah. You didn't fake that shit.
1: And that's what they do a lot of the times in, like, ghost hunting shows and stuff like that is they do pair, like, paranormal occurrences, whether it be, like, a disembodied voice or something like that. Um, a lot of the times they will pair it with, like, a, a spike in the electromagnetic field
0: a lot of times. Yeah. But I, I think having to... The- the two visual representations simultaneously would definitely sell it but yeah as for them just walking around and then it suddenly goes up i don't know
1: yeah it's it's definitely it's a tricky one it's but i i can just say that in my experience of using it and and in the times that i did use it ghost hunting i never did have any unusual spikes so i will say that um but i did just kind of want to verify that you know hey, will this thing actually like Yeah, it's, it's something I want to test the shit out of. I of. I when I turned it on, I'm like, I'm expecting it to be like a ghost hunting show, right? Like, the ghost hunting shows, they turn it on, and, like, instantly, they're just like, oh, look, we're we're getting responses. Yeah, that shit didn't happen for me. I got a response when I held it to a fucking light socket.
0: You know what's cool, though? It's, uh, I, I remember, like, I was in the break room, and I got a little giddy about this, and I showed it to her and Scott. It was, um the i think it's kenner the toy company they own like the licensing rights to ghostbusters toys and shit like that i i could be wrong about that but you know the pke meter they use in the movies now that company sells one that has an emf detector inside it and i'm like full nerd i want it i know it's 300 (laughs) i'm fucking that one's gonna be my personal one nobody touch it
1: wish list well, and like the, the other things that I just want to briefly touch on and, and just because I, I did go and do these ghost hunting things with these guys um, many, many moons ago. But like one of the other things that really turned me off about this group and one of the things that I struggle with when it comes to ghost hunting is like when people are just so dead set that anything they hear or see or whatever is paranormal. And that's honestly how this group was. And as intrigued as I am by the paranormal... I need undeniable like okay I can't explain that. Yeah. And these guys were not there. Uh we we did uh Oh my god. It was up north. I want to say is there like a Brigham City? Yeah. Up north? Yeah. So there's an old Brigham City train station that was built I think prior to World War II and it's still standing. It's still there. And that was one of the places that I went and investigated. And everything is still original. All the floors are original. Like, everything is still as it was like when they built it before World War II. The legend or the haunting or whatever you want to say, call it... um, is that they believe that there are spirits of soldiers who were shipped off on train to World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's soldiers that never came home, but they come back to this train station. So that's that's the notion. But I will honestly, I will never forget this for as long as I live. There was like this weird like corridor where you had to like zigzag through like this hallway. It was like one door and then a quick, like it wasn't even like a, you didn't even have to turn and go far. It was literally just like a diagonal doorway to go into another doorway. And every time that we walked through that doorway, there was a whole bunch of metal folding chairs leaned up against the wall. And every time we walked through that doorway, you could hear the metal chairs moving. And instantly, these people are like, I swear, it's like every time we walk through here, the chairs move. I think a spirit's trying to get our attention. It literally took me like two minutes. It was a floorboard. There was one floorboard that if you stepped on it... It would travel down and cause a shift in those metal folding chairs. And I found it out right there in front of all of them. And they were just like, oh, wow, yeah, that's a good find. And I'm like, how are you guys so quick to jump to say that, like, this is paranormal? There was even one time because it's right next to a main road. And there's cars driving across the railroad tracks. So there's a lot of outside interference. Yeah. And I swear to God, we're walking through there and... I hear this sound and they hear it and they're like, What was that? What was that? And I'm like, That literally sounded like a truck carrying a flatbed trailer with a metal gate on the back that rattles around when you hit bumps. Mm-hmm. And I would be willing to bet my left foot that that's exactly what it was. But they were convinced that it was something paranormal in the train station. I'm like, No, that was a truck with a flatbed trailer. You guys are jackasses.
0: How shitty would you have felt if there was no truck and then you owe them your left foot?
1: I mean, they can fucking have it. <laughs> I'm I'm right footed anyway, so that's why I offered up my left foot just in case. But yeah, I mean, it, that's the one thing. Like, if we do go ghost hunting, I hope nobody's like real quick to do that. Like, I hope not everybody. is Oh like, no, I've I, I put I, a
0: lot of thought into this and how I want it to be within my realm of things, and I don't want to just be another like zach baggins or taps or pretty much anybody who does ghost hunting on youtube and takes himself way too fucking seriously yeah i want it to be funny and it's and i've kind of talked about some of the ideas that to make it more entertaining and at the end of however long you know if nothing really happens like i'm never going to be ashamed to be like yeah we didn't find shit no. I it mean, was fun. We were, yeah, we got some chills. It got a little creeped out. It's a dank, smelly, old, dark place, you know, that's going to happen. But we didn't see shit, so let's do some fucking shenanigans.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I had to kind of take a, another turn here, but, like, I know you said that, like, camera evidence is, like, the best thing for you. What would be, like, your number two? Like, what would be, like, second to that? Because, I mean, for me, it's, like, you got... Camera, EVP, I think are, are my two main ones. But, like, what's another one?
0: Just to, the most obvious that is probably never going to happen is a full body apparition. Yeah. From this distance, me to you, or just a couple feet away, the whole nine yards.
1: Because I think one of the... There, there's two other things that really come to mind to me when I think of, like, hard evidence of, like, paranormal stuff. One of them is poltergeist activity poltergeist activity is insane
0: i am convinced that poltergeist activity is like ghosts that have the equivalency of cats they're just fucking dicks <laughs> <laughs> let me just go open up all your cabinets or they're like oh you're sitting there watching tv you're banging a fucking drawer in and out you know
1: or like yeah like uh, i mean and the thing i always like to joke about when it comes to poltergeist is like like you mentioned, they're always destroying shit, right? Like I almost feel like if I had a house that had a poltergeist in it, I'd be like, dude, if you really want to impress me, do the fucking dishes. <laughs> grab a vacuum. Yeah, grab a fucking. Come over here and rub daddy's shit? feet. Like, yeah, like so you really want to impress laundry. me? It's like, it. dude, you know that whole roll of paper towels you unrolled just to be a dickhead? Roll them back up and just put it back. You do that, and I'll admit that you're real, and I'll get the fuck out of here. But like, no poltergeist... And well, the term poltergeist is actually, uh, I believe it's German. I uh, yeah. think it comes, and they, I believe it translates to basically like noisy ghost, yeah, or loud ghost, something like that. It's prick yeah. is what it means. You're <laughs> <a> fucking prick. <laughs> fucking dickhead. It's like having a four-year-old just run around <laughs> your house and you just open every cupboard, every door, like you know, you, like you see a knife coming. No, no, not the knife, dude. Have you seen? <laughs>
0: uh, I know you've seen it there was like a video of a dude lived by himself and uh, he was like talking about his experience and like the knife would just flip out of the the block. And yeah. And it happened a few times. And it's like, when I watch these videos, my very first instinct is, okay, how could I fake that? If I had unlimited money and unlimited time, how could I fake that? And I watch these and I go, I can't figure this one out. Yeah. They're cheap fucking pop metal knives from like Ikea they're not ferrous, so they're not going to be magnetic. Like, there's clearly no string. All the lights are on. Like, yeah, if you had some kind of pneumatic thing in the back of that block that could shoot them out, you would still hear it. You would hear an actuation or air pressure or anything, and it's like nothing.
1: Well, there's a, a guy that you showed me, I think, yesterday or the day before. Uh, I think he just makes TikToks. I don't know because I don't fucking have He's TikTok.
2: He's on YouTube.
1: But this guy's house has, like, some of the craziest... Altergeist activity I have ever seen, ever. Like he literally, like there will be just a banging on his door to his basement, and he goes and he like opens the basement door, and nothing's there. As soon as he opens oh, that door, yeah. his pantry door. Boom, 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 I've boom. I've seen it, in then
0: the, like the one episode, the it's like fucking with the door. He's like, not
1: today. I've got
0: company yeah, coming. i got so much to do I today. Can yeah. not do this. I, I love it's that one.
1: Same house. Have you seen the one where he's? Where he's filming it on his, uh, where he's... Do you want to pause? That's okay, because i got to pee.
0: So, yeah, you know, um, one video that I've seen that still gets me, and there's, like, no real evidence that goes with it, but the guy in the video was so fucking convincing. And uh, it was one of those, I saw it on Nukes, And the guy was having all this weird poltergeist activity in his house. But his wife had recently passed away and he was remodeling the kitchen. So he thought it was just like his wife being a dick. And then, like, at one point he goes out and he films down the hallway. And he's like, I'm hearing something over there. Right? And he's like, I don't know if you can hear it. I don't recall that you heard any voices. But he goes to turn around to leave the hallway. And so his camera's like, focused on his face. And you can hear something come up behind him. And this guy goes, white as a fucking sheet. And he's just, like, stuck like this. And he's so terrified. He goes out into his car. And he breaks down crying, telling this story. And he's like, that wasn't my wife. And either he, like, legitimately went through this. Or he's the best fucking actor in the world.
2: Yeah, you sent me that video. And I'm complete. Because, yeah, like you were saying, like, the videos prior. Like, he's like, yeah, it's just my wife. You know, she's passed. And she's... You know, probably, probably one of those moments. Like, if I die, I'm gonna haunt your ass.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and he's that... just
2: like, yeah, it's just my wife. But then he has that whole moment where it's just like pure fear. Oh, it was. And it's just all terror. over him. He's shaking. He's just like he's
0: sobbing. He's,
2: yeah. And I'm, then I'm and convinced. what right. he
0: said too was that it wasn't one spirit; it was many of them, and they're all crying, "Help me! Help me! Get me out of here!" And you're just like, "Oh, fuck."
1: I haven't seen that. You guys will have to show me that one after we, after we
0: finish. I get this, chills just thinking about that one.
1: one. The one that, that I was going to mention is um, so that same guy that we were talking about that has the doors open and closed and banging on the doors. I think it's in that same house. And he's sitting on his couch and he's just recording. And all of a sudden he's got this really nice recliner. But it also has like a rocking feature to mm-hmm. it. And this thing starts rocking. Oh, yeah. And he's like, okay. So he's like filming it. And he's like, okay. And his wife even comes down. And he's like, pans up to his wife. He's like, yeah, it's happening again. And he pans back over to the chair. And then he pans over to his TV. He's got a massive oh, TV. Oh, and this shadow comes up to the, the TV. And the shadow comes oh, out of the God. chair. Like, man, when I seen that, I was like, holy shit. Like,
2: and you can even see his fear in the video of, like, yeah. panic and starting to move faster. Yeah, well, yeah, and
1: he's just like, nope, 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 and nope, nope. he's just like, slow
2: down, keep filming, quit moving around so fast. Yeah, I know you're and, scared, but I'm watching. Like, <laughs>
1: that's the crazy thing. So, like, <clears throat> When I seen that, I was either like, okay, that shit is legit, or this guy is, like, a master film editor, right? Like, he edits shit for, like, scary movies. <laughs> yeah, I... Even that, though, was,
0: I don't know. That's how you know it's a really good one when just talking about it. You kind of relive that moment of when you first saw it and just, like. It scared
1: the shit out
0: of me. Oh, dude. that one got me.
1: Yeah, and it's just You remember years
0: ago I showed you this video. It was of uh, the, the Middle Eastern ghost hunter guy. I can't recall his name. But it's like anytime anything happens, he just starts praying. He's like, I miss my law. I miss my law. Every time. But he was like in the bathroom of this old abandoned place. And he's like, I could feel something behind me. And he's like filming into the mirror. Oh, and he like points yeah. his flashlight at, at the mirror. Nothing. Points it back there. There's nothing behind him. Points it back at the mirror. And there's a dude right behind him. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: I remember I, you showing me that one a few years back. That one was...
0: That one's creepy. I'm convinced that guy fakes a lot of his shit. But that moment doesn't matter if it's real or not. It was really good. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that one was solid.
1: But yeah, poltergeist activity to me is one of those things where I I can't explain it. I don't know what it is. Do I think it's a ghost? I don't know. Poltergeist activity to me is so, so, so strange. It's just one of those things.
2: The poltergeist activity for me also, because I believe that we're living in multi different dimensions mm. so it's like like i was even saying to thomas last night when we were watching interstellar he wasn't a fan i thought it was awesome
0: i love that movie
2: Ugh. right so good but yeah the whole different dimension so i was like yeah what if you we went into the bathroom because we have this door right here across from us our bathroom door that will just randomly move by itself and it's like there's nothing happening in our house that would cause air or wind or yeah, anything I- to move it yeah. Yes, the cat box is in there, but you'll look over and all it's right here by my head on mm. the couch. So it's not the cat. So it's just like, okay, that door oftenly moves. So it's like, yeah, what if like in another dimension, just 10 minutes before that, you just went in to take a piss or a shit. And then now it's just like rehappening all of a sudden, like dimensions colliding. So is it always paranormal or is it also just dimensions kind of passing each other? You know,
0: in the theoretical... That's always been kind of my go-to. Do I think that there is spirits and entities and things like that? Yeah, there is. In my mind, there is. I'm a very skeptical believer. I believe it, but without like empirical evidence, I can't just say that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But in my mind, and I talked to Spencer about this because he was telling me one of his experiences that he had of uh, him and his brothers were just watching tv in the living room and this little girl poked her head around the corner and was smiling and they're like what the fuck and so they go into the kitchen where she was and there's nothing there no doors no windows are open nothing like that and that's when i kind of came to the idea that maybe time space warps for a minute because einstein describes time space as a fabric all right well you could take a piece of fabric and lay it on top of itself now it's folded so what if it just for a moment you're seeing a veil between you and another parallel reality or parallel dimension, whatever it is. I mean, it's it's a huge concept for my tiny little mind. But
1: that's sounds like some M Night Shyamalan shit. Shyamalama ding
0: dong. I I do think that that's like ninety percent of what we experience in terms of paranormal things like that. But I've also had some of my own experiences where it's like no, there's definitely something here right now and in fact i had an experience um monday it's nothing like super crazy or whatever but i don't know if you guys do this and maybe i'm just crazy but you can feel the difference you know what i mean like you almost instinctively know that there's something there even without any kind of provocation because when you watch something scary automatically you're like looking over your shoulder or whatever yeah i had no kind of provocation i didn't watch anything scary i literally like went from my bedroom to the kitchen because the dogs were acting really weird and i get to the hallway and i could see both of them are like standing one is kind of in the doorway to the kitchen which is still in the hallway and the other one's standing on the opposite side and they're both looking up and they're both being aggressive like "Mm." Like, they're growling at a person. There's clearly nobody there. But even before that, I was like, is somebody in the backyard? Is somebody at the front door? You know how you just get that random feeling? Yeah. And I was like, all right, dude, not right now. I'm not in the fucking mood. And then it just, like, all of a sudden felt released like it was gone. Huh. How but, did, the,
1: did the dogs behave differently when it released? Or
0: Yeah, they just went back to their normal shit-eating ways.
1: Huh. I think, I mean, that's, I think it's interesting because there's only been a couple of times where I've seen people bring dogs in on paranormal investigations, but I think that could be, like, a vital tool. So there's one group,
0: and they use a dog as a biosensor, and... What's crazy is uh, I saw this clip on Nukes Top 5 of this group that bring their dog, and it's just like a little Yorkie or whatever, a little fucking ankle biter. and But they have a GoPro strap to the dog's back. So you see whatever the dog sees. Dog goes upstairs and is wandering around and goes to look under this bed, and there's a fucking dude under the bed. Terrifying. It's not a ghost. It's a legit dude, like a squatter, because this house is abandoned. But he's just asked oh. out under the bed. And I'm just like, that's scarier than the ghost.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Have you guys seen the videos of, like, I-, I seen it. And what these people actually did was they set up two cameras to try to, like, understand this. It was over the top looking at a baby's crib. And there's hands coming out oh, trying yeah. to grab the baby. And so they took a second camera and put it under the crib and showed the timestamps of them both. And this is like a full-on legit... It would like, it looked like my freaking hand coming out of this crib out of nowhere. I mean, have you guys seen that shit? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you make of like, shit like that? Like, that is just... I mean, that, that's one of them ones. Like, look at... Look oh, that <laughs> look at them <laughs> goose pimples. Yeah, I mean, it just... Dude, I watched that one. And at first, when they, when they only showed, like, the over-the-top of the crib, I was just like, whatever. But then when they showed both of the cameras, I was like and then there was even one where like coming through the crib you could see hands like coming. And through
0: sometimes and you see a face. That's those are the ones like, that make me like the most offensive. That's the because one because I'm a dad. I'm like, where I'm like, don't same. fuck with the baby. Same.
2: I feel like the the craziest ones that I see too involve children. Like I think I sent you one not that long ago where it's like even there was like a dad coming to check on his daughter and he opens up the door and it looks like there's something playing with her hair. Oh yeah. And then he like rushes up and puts the camera right behind her and there's nobody there. there, but you can visually see little hands yeah. playing with her hair. <sighs> and she's just sitting there just like, yeah, this is my friend, Bob. He comes and sees me every night, dad. What's she freaking out about?
3: Yeah.
0: What's, what's your theory on that? On, on the, it going towards babies or children.
2: I don't know. Like, when I try to, like, rationalize it, I can't find anything that really makes sense in my head. It's like, is it... Because I don't feel like it's not necessarily evil because the children aren't afraid. Mm -hmm. I feel like if they were afraid of it, they'd be screaming and running into the parents' bedroom instead of the parents coming in and being like, why are you still awake and then seeing something? So it's like, is it literally just one of those friendly ghosts that are just kind of stuck here because i feel like majority of people have lived in homes apartments whatever and they have some type of sense that there's something there or something's happened and majority of it for me like my personal experiences spirits or demons or devils or ghosts whatever you want to call them were when i was a kid and as i've gotten older they've just kind of other than my sleep paralysis shit but like when i'm awake Mm -hmm. and shit happens a lot of it was when i was a child so it's like i've always wondered like maybe if children have like this connection Mm -hmm. is it like a past life connection and so you are still kind of stuck into that reality before you completely forget because who really remembers being like one years old two years old? i do like full vivid moments like of
0: I actually was talking to my dad about this the other day, and he was telling me uh, about this memory, and he's like, that's the furthest I can remember, and I was like five or six, and I was like, I could tell you my very first memory that I have, and I could still recall it like it was happening right now, and I was getting a bath in the kitchen sink. Now, keep in mind, I was a very large baby. I was born two feet long, nine pounds and four ounces. I surprised My mom is still existing.
1: You slimmed out pretty well.
0: C-section, yeah, it did okay. Hopefully. No, I was natural.
2: Oh, stitches for mama. I,
0: I'm not gonna ask her, but I, I, so I was very large, and I already had you know two older sisters, so I can remember that I would get a bath in the kitchen sink. Now, as a, you know, a large baby, you can imagine I was probably like filling up the whole kitchen sink, but I can still vividly remember
1: it that's crazy
2: i can say my earliest remember memory memory that i can remember is had to been like four
1: i think that's Before probably four about,
2: years old i can't remember
1: yeah anything i think maybe four or five for me i i think uh, you know on the note of like uh entities or whatever you want to call them being attracted to like young babies i just think I don't know. There's there's a part of me that's just like, is it because they're more vulnerable, or is it just because maybe they're maybe they're not developed enough to the point to try to rationally explain it. You know what I mean? You know,
0: that's always been my theory is that children and dogs specifically are more attuned to things like that. Children. So, like one of the uh, trivia questions from the other day was dogs have uh, an intelligence level of children of what age, and it was two, right? So I think that, for one, babies especially don't know anything. They know mama's tit and dad's voice, and that's it, right? So they're susceptible to everything because there's nothing in their brain that goes, oh, there's a shape over there. It's got to be a coat. They just go, "Eh, there's something over there, you know? And children, like... Because, like you said, they're not trained. Their mind is not trained or focused to go. Okay, let's let's think about this from a realistic logic so standpoint. Not question it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then to them, maybe they're just like they see spirits or apparitions or ghosts as just regular people.
1: Yeah. Well, and the other theory that I have on it too is just that because they are so little um, that they're a little bit closer to the spiritual realm right like yeah. if there is like a spiritual realm like I feel like a baby who is one two three years old like they're going to be a lot closer to that realm as opposed to somebody who's in their 30s
0: oh yeah I mean you think about a one year old baby 19 months ago you didn't exist yeah so you like if there's some kind of astral plane or whatever that they pluck you from to put you in a body like you were closer to it than I was like yeah it's, it's, it's intriguing.
2: I think that would tie into a whole different podcast of, like, connections of kids, like, having, like, a past life or spiritual thing. But my question about ghost hunting, since we're on that subject, is what do you think about bringing in, like, mediums into ghost hunting?
0: That's, like, <clears throat> that's a tough one for me because I do believe... Lots of people have abilities beyond basic comprehension of things. And it's like I was saying earlier, you know, you, you feel that presence or whatever. It's, and some people's intuition is really good. And then I do believe other people, there are legitimate mediums. There are legitimate fortune tellers or whatever. All kinds of that shit is real, not in the amount we want it to be. It's probably very, very few and far between. But if somebody was to prove to me that they are a, a gifted medium or clairvoyant, and I'm not talking parlor tricks or mentalist bullshit, I mean, you really got to prove it to me. Like, absolutely bring them in. Let's see what you got.
1: There's a show, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but it's called The Dead Files. Have you ever watched that? Yeah. So, that medium that's on there, and I mean, obviously, it's a television program, right? There could be all kinds of stuff behind that. But if the narrative of what that TV show presents to people. If that's what really the case is, like I think the psychic's name on there is Amy Allen. Mm-hmm. She is incredible. Like she is just one of them people that and and the thing that I actually like about her and what gives me a little bit of leniency towards her and, and I guess a lot of um, my belief in her is that she's not always like dead spot on. Mm-hmm. Right? But like some of the sketches that she has done and then compared to like old photos she's like yeah this is the dude that i seen which it's all public knowledge right like they show you how yeah. the detective goes and does the research and finds the old newspaper clippings and you know and sometimes there's newspaper pictures of it sometimes there's not is it possible that she could do all this historical research before even going to a location absolutely um but I do know that there are a lot of other videos out there, uh, aside from the Dead Files for Amy Allen, that I think that she is a true blue fucking medium who can contact the other side. And I, I I agree with Dave, though. I can't believe 100% of them there was that guy. Oh, God, what was his name? He was on TV. People would go nuts for I him. I think we're, we're, we're on the same John wavelength Edwards. right there.
0: Crossing over with John Edwards. Yeah. Did you ever watch that show? I was literally going to bring that oh up. Oh,
1: my he's God. You never watched John Edwards? My mom was obsessed. Oh, my
0: God. It is so
1: it, bad. But, he, but, like, he literally does, like, so he's got, like, a studio audience. But he does, like, a blind reading is what they call it. And he's like, I feel like I'm getting the name Michael. Michael. And then, like, yeah, he's got this huge studio audience with, like, 150 people in there. What are the odds that somebody's going to know somebody named Michael? Or he'll, like, look around and he'll be like... Okay, I'm, I'm getting the sense that, like, this is a father figure. Did somebody lose their father? His like, name was dude, Mike. you're in yeah. an audience full of fucking adults. Like, I don't see anyone in there that's under 40. Yeah, they've <laughs> lost their dad.
2: That was technically
1: Jesus' name. I lost him.
0: I uh, lost like, him. No, it's, it's it was a whole mentalist game. Like he said, he would ask these blanket questions and then start narrowing things down. And it was always really pathetic, too, because there was never, like, a moment where you felt like he was legitimately communicating with somebody who was dead because then he'd bring that person up and he would ask these other like more narrow but still blanket questions. He'd be like, yeah, there's... And s- he would fish for information and then
2: play like off ad- of it. like that they're, yeah. they're saying something about the like, month of yeah, January. Most, you're going to be able to guess it by asking the most blanket
1: Is there question. something about the month of January? Yeah, my dad who passed away, his birthday was in January. He's saying that he's going to be with you on his birthday. And you're like, oh my God.
0: I bet secretly he's like, fucking win. This one's going to be easy.
1: Yeah, seriously. Like, but there's that's never... That's literally what he did. He just asked these blanket ass questions and I'm just like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, and, and yeah, and it's always like a positive
0: thing at the end. Like, oh, he says he loves you and he's always watching over you and all that. It's never like...
2: You didn't graduate mm-hmm. from college. He paid this much money. He worked two jobs. You're yeah. failing me. It, what it, the fuck? He wants never... to know why the fuck you're just smoking dope. <laughs>
0: there's, yeah. never, there's yeah. never a moment where where it's like yeah you know your dad said he's sorry about that one time when you were seven and he got drunk and put out a cigarette on your arm or something <laughs> like that you know like there's never a moment that you go that's fucking on the money that's terrible
3: but it's true though her? yeah
2: it's like why is it not more realistic i was just having this conversation with thomas not too long ago about even like watching like missing persons cases and every time they talk about the missing person, they're just like, "Oh yeah, she was the most loving, most caring. She was the greatest mother." I'm like, "Don't fucking lie. Right. Yeah. Don't fuck. You know she was bouncing from this trailer to that trailer, and lived you missed this the part where she ran that. away
1: when she was 17, and she's been sucking dick to support her crystal meth <laughs> habit. Yeah, but she was the funnest and most <laughs> cheerful girl had in the world. So
2: much life in her. I'm like, I just want to see that one person who's like, no, she was a fucking asshole." And shit happened. I'm sorry it happened, but the realistic thing is that she put herself in this situation. Yeah, she was
1: selfish. Like, I mean... <coughs> but, yeah, I, not any disrespect to anybody who has missing persons out there. Oh, absolutely but like not. Yeah, it's not any disrespect to that, but, yeah. I don't know. There's points. probably
0: a few of them where it's like, yeah, it's probably for the better they're
1: missing and you don't have to deal with <laughs> their shit anymore. I'm not but, I'm not pointing any fingers. What uh, do yeah,
0: you guys... You know, watch, oh, uh, I got I to gotta throw this one more moment out when it about the medium clairvoyant thing there's a movie directed by Clint Eastwood, and i can't think of the name off the top of my head it stars matt damon and he was uh he was a clairvoyant a medium right and
1: is it the one where he's in a wheelchair
0: no he's not in a wheelchair oh but he uh, it kind of tells his story it, well it tells two stories at the same time this this one woman basically died from a a tsunami or a flood or something. And when she came back, she was also a medium because she died and came back. So she was able to touch the other side. But the other side of that is Matt Damon's character. And it kind of details his life about how he can't have a normal life because he's this incredibly gifted medium. And like he can't connect to people or whatever. And there's just one moment in the movie where he takes this girl on a date and everything's hunky-dory and they... They go back to his place, and then she's like, See, you never told me what you do for a living. And he's like, doesn't want to tell her, but he tells her, Okay, I'm a medium. You know, I can communicate with dead people. And she's like, Oh my God, you got to communicate with somebody for me. And he's like, I don't really want to. You know, I'm trying not to ruin the evening or whatever. And finally, he gives in, and he's like, Okay your father really wants to say I'm sorry for what I did to you when you were a little girl and she just like wells up and she leaves and it was like if a medium did that you fucking sold me
1: right yeah there's there's another good movie about like I don't even know if it's necessarily like medium I can't remember who's in it Uh, super popular actor I feel like anyway Tom Cruise no Twister 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 no god and then we invited Jake to his podcast
2: with the um, Secret Life of Walter Schmidt.
1: Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, this guy is like an exorcist, but he has like this super unorthodox way of doing exorcisms. The Pope's exorcist? No. Uh, this one's different. The guy's in a wheelchair, and he's going after one specific demon. And like what he does is he actually enters like a state of his subconscious and it's not necessarily that he's going in there and fighting like a demon what he actually ends up finding out is that like these people are living in like an alternate reality and the demon has actually taken over their body and the demon is keeping them in that alternate reality so that he can the demon can keep control of their body so he goes in there and basically snaps these people out of their alternate reality
2: I wish I could remember the name. That's a good
1: movie. It was a good movie. It, it was just a strange twist on it. Like it was, it was a really strange twist on, on like demons and exorcisms and shit like that. You but
0: know, and that's that's one thing I really love about the movie Insidious, was the way they brought about these entities and things through the the dream walking, you know, out of body experience thing. Like I thought that was so inventive, and cool, and different than just being like, yeah, this fucking house is haunted.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I
0: really love that in that movie too Like as soon as they started experiencing the haunting The family nopes the fuck out of the house But then it follows them And they're like shit Because that's always like the the trope in haunted house movies Like oh the house is haunted But Wait, we're going to really? keep leaving, living here You know
1: Oh yeah classic
0: but Yeah so anyway Ghost hunting Rempods What do you think about rempods
1: those are interesting. I've actually been able to also test one of those. Um, you know what that is. I
3: don't. So they're,
1: they're a circular pod, and they've got an antenna that sticks up in the middle of it. And that antenna, and it's got a whole bunch of like LED lights in it.
2: Oh, And it okay. will
1: light up and beep if there's something close to it. But, I mean, yeah. you've got to be... It looks like a cat toy. A little bit.
0: So the ghost hunters use uh, cat toys, motion-activated toys as well which it always fucking bothers me when they get the round balls because it's like, yeah, you put it on the floor in this old creaky house, it's going to roll on its own or the windows open, so it blows it. It weighs like two grams. Yeah. But the REM pods, the big circular devices, they emit their own electromagnetic field. So once that field is interrupted, that's when the lights go off.
1: Yeah. And most of the time, it's just got like a collapsible antenna, like almost like the old radio antennas. It's got one of those on there. And like, but yeah, like it's literally how they show it on the ghost hunting shows. Like for you to have to go up and like you almost have to grab it in order for it to set it off. So um, although I've got to use them, I never had any activity with them, but I can say that they work as shown as on TV. So, but I, I also, there is a little bit of skepticism with me about them because I do believe they can be tampered with. I mean, how, how easy would it be to set up a remote that you can just keep in your pocket to set that thing off? Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you literally have, like, a remote for it in your pocket and you're just like, Give us a sign that you're here. Go next to that thing with the antenna. <laughs> like, it sounds like a fucking fax machine. But, yeah, I mean, you could set up a remote in your pocket to make that thing go off. I mean, it wouldn't be wouldn't take it. think like
0: maybe the ghost is like that's a REM pod I'm not going over there.
1: <laughs> it's like and they like, know what it is. It's
0: like I know that thing was like $300 and I'm going to make sure you wasted your fucking money by me not going near <laughs> it. <Yeah.
1: laughs> but no I, I think REM pods are cool I mean as long as they're actually functioning as advertised and and everything like that I think they can be a pretty cool tool. I don't know. No,
2: I don't You guys just explained what it was, so... I mean, I would experiment with it, definitely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I just... For me personally, like, if I went ghost hunting, I wouldn't even want, like, anything to tell me if there's something there. I'm just more of the type of person I can feel it. You can feel it or you don't feel it. If you don't feel anything, I don't think I'm going to find anything with technology.
1: Well, I had an experience here, what, two, three weeks ago? Like, three weeks. It's probably, like, three weeks ago, and... I know she was saying this door right over here, this door, it does open and close at random times. Well, it doesn't, no, it never closes. It only opens because we keep it cracked so the cat can go in there. But um, aside from that, like I see that happen and I can't ever piece it together. I can't ever make sense of it because there is a vent, like an HVAC vent in that bathroom, but it's closed. The other factor of that is it doesn't happen. Frequently enough for it to be considered that all the HVAC kicked on and it pushed it open. Because if Mm -hmm. that was the case, it would push it open a lot.
2: Yeah, or you can open up either one of the doors, front or back, because they're right there and it doesn't move. Yeah,
1: it doesn't move. Like it literally only moves. And when it moves, it moves about yay much. I mean, and it moves. And yeah, as she said, like the cat's sitting right behind us. I'm just like, okay, cool. I just thought the cat walked in there, but fuck that explanation. And then, so, like, the other thing is, and, like, the experience that I had was actually upstairs. And she had uh, taken her youngest to go with her to go get some food. Um, I think we just got done working a night shift that day. And I was just upstairs. um, Ali had already left for school. So, they're both gone. And we have our cameras pointing at our back door and our front door, Right. Well, Leah's already gone to school, they're not home, and I'm sitting upstairs, and I hear a door close. Like, no doubt, not a question in my fucking mind, I heard a door close. Mm -hmm. So, first thing I do is I get up, and like, my first initial thought was, I'm like, what the fuck, I thought she already went to school, because I thought maybe Leah was still home. Get up, look in her room, no. Leah's gone been gone like she left when i heard the front door close earlier so i'm like okay and then i start looking okay which door could it be because in that hallway up there there's the girls bedrooms door uh bedroom doors they both have doors on their closets there's a closet door in the hallway and then there's their bathroom door the only door that's closed is the closet hallway door Every other door, both of their closet doors are open, both their bedroom doors are open, and their bathroom door is open. I'm like, but the closet door, like, it's, it, I don't ever think it's rarely, it's very, very rarely left open. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, I, she literally walks in the door, like, as I'm standing in the middle of the hallway, standing there, and I'm like, I just heard a fucking door close. And she's like, what? And like, yeah, I got the whole, like, it happened oh, it's happening. It's happening as I'm talking about it, because it just... It's one of those situations to where, like, I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you could open up both these doors in every window in this house. And even if that closet door upstairs was open, no draft is going to close it. But she said that when she left, the closet door was closed, right? Yep. And so, yeah, I'm just sitting upstairs like, what the fuck just happened? I know for a fact I heard a door close. Like, you can't convince me otherwise. I'm not fucking crazy
0: well and it's looking at the structure of the house it's a townhouse and they're fairly new so it's not like they're gonna creak and bump like an old house weather's not going to affect them because they're a long string of buildings like that's just completely unexplainable in my mind
1: well and and it was a door that came from the hallway like sometimes i can hear like if the neighbors go out their front door or something like that i can hear them close their front door but like they could slam a bedroom door and I probably wouldn't hear it. So that begs the question, and I want to get
0: both of your opinions on this. Do you think that when some of these happenings go on, that it is a deceased loved one?
1: Mm, depends on the context. So like,
0: let's assume that that door situation was paranormal in nature. Do you believe that that's somebody that you know that has passed away or
2: personally maybe you no. know?
0: No.
1: No.
2: No, I don't think so either.
1: Like any Do you believe that happens though? Yes. Yes. I've I've had my own personal experience with I that. I absolutely was,
2: believe that our loved ones do hang around for the amount of time that they feel like they need to or have to or whatever or when is required. But I, I personally I've never personally experienced a loved one hang around. I,
1: know I you have. have. It, was, it was weird.
0: When you were taking a poop and your dad walked down the hallway? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one.
1: Yeah, that was that was the weirdest thing. And, and obviously, we, we don't need to dive too much into detail. But yeah, as Dave just stated, I was taking a shit and my dad walked down the hallway. The only trick is to that is that my dad passed away like a week before that. So, it was... And it was in my dad's house and it was just... Yeah, it was... It was weird, but at the same time, like, I look at it now and it feels so weird, but at that, in that moment, I remember, like, once I had found out that, like, nobody came in the house and that, like, the people who were moving furniture out, like, weren't there. You know what I mean? Because I thought they'd come back because they forgot something, but once I kind of, I was able to piece it together, like, right there in my dad's driveway, and I was just like, holy shit, like, that was my dad, and it was comforting. Yeah. It wasn't... It wasn't scary. It didn't, like, creep me out. I didn't lose sleep over it. I was just like, holy shit, like, he's still around. Like, it was... It was I annoying. definitely
0: believe that happens. And I remember in my early 20s, I worked in this factory, and this uh, this woman I worked with, she was going through a really hard time in life. Like, she was sick from something, and then her daughter was sick, and then she was having all these life problems, and just, like, everything was piling up on top of her. And she came to work one day and she was just in like she was elated and I was like did you get laid? What's going on? Have you been drinking? She's like no I I found some pennies on my nightstand and I'm like "Uh, you're you're underpaid but she's like no you don't get it my dad my entire life would either leave me pennies or give me pennies and it was like his little way of showing affection to be like hey everything's okay here's two pennies here's two bits as she called it and she was just she told me that like that night she went to bed she was crying and she was upset and her whole world is just like crumbling down and she finally fell asleep and when she woke up there was two pennies sitting on her nightstand and it was such an endearing thing to me and that stuck with me of like that kind of gave her hope to keep going forward and I was like are you sure your like your daughter didn't put them there or whatever she's like we don't keep change for anything we write checks and we have debit cards and whatever. Yeah, nobody keeps change, and even to this day, that's pretty accurate. But I just yeah. thought that was such a beautiful story that, like, yeah. her whole world's coming down, and there's Papa <laughs> there to just like here's a little bit of hope in the form of these two little metal here's things. Two
2: bits. That's awesome.
1: What, yeah, it kind of makes you question too, though. Like, what do you guys think as far as like ghost hunting? What do you think of like trigger objects? Like sometimes in paranormal investigating, like if they're like uh you know oh yeah you know this person passed away and he used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day or he was a heavy drinker or something like that like they'll literally put like a bottle of booze or a pack of smokes or even money if they were gamblers or Mm -hmm. whatever like what do you guys think of trigger objects
2: i think it happens yeah oh yeah especially if it's somebody like that you personally know, I don't think that they just randomly go around and they're just like poltergeisting random people's house with a bottle of liquor because that'd be nice. But <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that, yeah, our loved ones definitely stick around for a certain amount of time because they've passed on. They're moving on. They've, they've gotten somewhere better than where we're at. And I think that that's their way of letting us know that, like, yeah, we're, I'm still here.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. As for the trigger items, I think... Sensitivity needs to play a factor. Like, you're not going to go ghost hunting in some woman's house where she was murdered with a knife and be like, I got the same one, you know. (laughs) Like, yeah, I kind of hope she poltergeist your ass now. Like, that's fucked up. But, yeah, you know, like you said, the idea of if a gambler, you know, was a heavy gambler and you bring money or if they were a drinker and, you know, their favorite was Jack, so you bring a bottle of Jack to put on the counter or whatever, like, I think that's definitely like a gateway tool. Kind of like the Ouija board thing. A little bit, yeah. But in a different light because you're not like trying to reach out to the ghost. You're trying to get the ghost or the entity to reach out to that object. Where it's, you know, if, like if, and this is going to sound really dark. You know, if you had a child that passed away but they had a favorite blankie. You know, you're, if you wanted to try to reach out to that child, you'd use that blankie so i i think it's a perfectly logical thing yeah. i think as long as you're reasonable to go like just because i have this object doesn't mean anything specifically is going to happen with that person i'm trying to reach
1: yeah well i know like if i were to die tomorrow like if you wanted to use a trigger object just put betos on the camera. i
0: was gonna say a,
1: a betos breakfast or can i mean
0: yeah what would be your trigger item
2: I don't think it would be, like, an item. I think it would literally be my children. I don't think there's anything specifically, like, as far as an item that I'd be like, yeah, that would be my trigger. It would literally be, like, my children.
0: I would definitely haunt the shit out of my kids when I pass.
1: (laughs) Just to mess with them? Oh, all the time. Uh, We were, like, when I watch ghost hunting shows, I talk about, like, what it's going to be like ghost hunting, like, I don't know, probably, like, a hundred years from now, like, when we're all dead and gone, and they're just, like, trying to communicate with spirits of people, like, and if all the spirits, like, if kids grow up, and they still talk the way that kids talk right now, they'd be like, give us a sign you're here, bro. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) That's so gas.
2: On God. On God. God.
1: No cap. No cap. You know, I don't believe it's really you. On God,
2: though. I'm
0: Him. I'm Him. I'm Him. I is it. You ever. I want to kind of transition into more of like the uh, ghost hunting shows and uh, YouTube ghost hunting and things like that, but. uh... <laughs> on God. You ever notice that there's a, a big platform of. Oh, this 18th century girl died in this mansion and why is it always an 18th century girl dude have people like the died in this place in 10 light. years ago yeah the, the lady, lady in white or the white. lady in black whatever it is but it's like yeah. especially in in places like like waverly hills they have like a set of ghosts they like to talk about and it's like you know people have died since those people died you where, why are you never talking to like like an 80s person who's so, like dude that's so jive
1: you know waverly hills is actually interesting i actually tried as hard as i could to try to go to waverly hills because it's right outside of louisville kentucky Mm -hmm. and so i actually drove past it um you can't even really see it from the road um but you you take a turn and then there's just this huge ass locked gate and you can't even see the complex from there um but the wait list to go and do a tour there is like forever long but there was I think it's over like 10,000 deaths. Oh yeah, they were Waverly chucking Hills. bodies down slides. It's but I mean what's crazy is is like those sanatoriums where they were primarily treating tuberculosis. That's like they have them all over the country and almost all over the country. They're almost built and designed exactly the same way as Waverly Hills. It's like the same blueprints almost. Maybe mm-hmm. some are bigger or smaller, or whatever, but Um, yeah, all of those sanatoriums and I, I do think that in the realm of like ghost hunting, I think that if you're going to go somewhere and try to capture something, I think somewhere that had a lot of death is, is a, is a good place
0: to start. I, I just like question the whole prototype of it, of it's always like going for a certain archetype of a ghost is what I have a problem with and, and I'm curious what you guys think about this because like I said it's like oh it's an 18th century girl or it's this minor who died or whatever does that like when you guys watch that stuff and they have that sort of thing does it kind of take away any of its credence or are you just like
1: yeah well, let's go I, I'm gonna say for me it would take away some of the credence like if I'm gonna go and, and, and investigate somewhere I'd rather just not know I agree because I'd rather go there, investigate, see what I can find, and then try to support what I found. Yeah. Versus like, do all this research, yada, 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 and then try to support the research that I found. Because then you're almost kind of like pushing a narrative. Yeah. You know? What do you so. think?
2: I agree. I also feel like it does take away. Because then if you already have a mindset. hmm But... I feel like the reason why people do that is because we're just, we're storytellers. Like we By are. nature, yeah. So, like, for us, it's just so natural to, like, connect to something that we've heard before or we've heard our whole entire lives. So, it automatically is, like, if somebody talks about the, the girl in white from the 1800s, that's automatically just creepy. Yeah. Because that's the mindset you've been, like, raised in or taught or heard the stories of. So it's, like, it's still fascinating. But if you want to be realistic about it, it's just like, yeah, I've heard that bitch's story ten times. Like, Mm. let's move on.
1: I think the only place where I would really be (coughs) a little bit more open to the idea of going into it, and I I guess not entirely open to the idea of it, because I don't want them to, like, focus in on, like, one potential spirit or whatever. But I do feel like one place that a lot of paranormal groups go and investigate Where I think you kind of know what you're signing up for already is like prisons. And prisons are probably... I would love to investigate prisons. Like I could seriously investigate like abandoned prisons like all day.
0: So on the note of different um, ghost hunting shows and medium, YouTube and all that, whatever. There's a show and I, I can't remember if it's on Hulu or what. But it's like these group of really aggressive ghost hunters. They're kind of twats about it. They're like, we're going to go piss all these ghosts off. And the first episode is them going to a prison. And there was like, I can barely remember it. I think I was a little too drunk when I was watching it. Because that's the only way I could stomach how bad the show was. <laughs> but there was a, one of the, uh, the fucking, uh, the bars were sealed closed. And it was like a big legend to never open it and the first thing they do is they don't go flip the switch that powers the lock and then just open it. They go get a fucking big old cutting deal, and they cut this goddamn door off just trying to stir up and piss off all these ghosts. And you're like, this is a disgrace to ghost hunting. And ghost hunting is already, like, not just a fringe topic, but there's a whole lot of dish dipshits doing it. I mean, you've oh, got man. the Zach Baggins or the Taps crew or... Most of the amateur ones, that are, they're really terrible to watch because, for one, they're, they're not investigating in a way that they're trying to get answers. They're investigating it to try to just see some spooky shit, which I get it, but be up front. Don't be like, oh, I'm a scientist. No, you're not a fucking scientist. You have shit you bought on Amazon, and you're going out here just trying to stir shit up. It's not the same thing.
2: Well, we definitely ever, live in that media world where people are just trying to get views oh yeah so I think that's a big part of it like you have so many people that are doing ghost hunting because yes it's fascinating and it can be exciting but also it's just like oh yeah if we do enough stupid shit people are going to watch it and they're going to show bait. people about it
1: clickbait for sure have you guys ever watched uh, there's a really good one on YouTube have you ever watched Mindseed?
0: I have watched Mindseed. Seed I, I kind of struggle with it because their videos are so fucking long
1: they can be but they've got some pretty cool shit on on mindseed. They're one of the they're one of the ones as far as like, you know, just being only on YouTube that I, I really really enjoy.
0: I do like Mindseed. You know and, and I do try to use a lot of like things from these shows that I really dislike in terms of, you know, the the show that I'm working on that you guys are all going to be involved in is like I, I want to get away from all these bullshit archetypes, you know. I, I don't want anybody to have the Zach Baggins mentality. Fucking fight me, Ghost. Like, oh my God. Well, he used That's... to have that
1: mentality. He doesn't have it so much anymore.
0: You know what's funny is I, I was watching this clip on Joe Rogan, and he was talking to this other guy, and they were talking about Zach Baggins, And this guy was like, I don't believe he actually believes in ghosts. He's like, I believe Zach Baggins became really self-aware that he is a caricature, and now he just plays that role. And I was like, that's actually really deep, and it makes perfect sense. Because early on when that show came out, at first it was cool and exciting because it was one of the few shows about ghost hunting that was out. But really quick, you learn, like, this guy is a fucking tool.
1: Well, the other thing that was intriguing about it, because I'm very guilty of watching every episode of Ghost Adventures ever made... (laughs) Um,
0: I still watch it. Like, I know it's silly, but...
1: But uh, at the beginning, it was just him, Nick, and Aaron. And they were the only three going in. There was no camera crews. There was no audio guys. There was no... You know what I mean? It was very uh, solitary. And once they kind of started branching away from that, it just became a lot like a lot of the other narratives of other ghost hunting shows where you do have a camera crew following you. You do have all these other people with you. And and it just kind of takes away a little bit of the credibility of it. But Oh, absolutely. I I will say that, you know, as far as at least Ghost Adventures and and Zach Baggins goes, I would say some of the most compelling evidence that they've ever caught was in those first early episodes. Like, some of the most compelling things that I've ever seen them catch were in those first few seasons when they stuck true to... To, you know hey it's just us three going in here and there's no big camera crew following us around that's where i feel like they caught some of their most compelling evidence and it's like you know once you because i do think that on the theory of ghost hunting i do think isolation plays a big role i do think that the energy that a person gives off plays a big role so like, oh yeah if you go into a situation and you start to feel scared if if ghosts or entities or spirits are, are able to pick up on that, I think that they could potentially feed on that. It's kind of like the person who works at the haunted house to, that jumps out behind the curtain and scares the shit out of you. You know there's got to be some weird part of them that gets a thrill out of that, oh, right? For sure. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like the same thing can happen when you're going out ghost hunting. Like, if you're going in there and, like, you're isolated and alone and they can feel that like they're going to be like oh shit i got you <laughs> now motherfucker <laughs> like but yeah i i truly believe that but it's 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 interesting to see what ghost adventures has become because i have watched it since day 1 and it's really interesting to see kind of what it's evolved to now and the other the, the hardest thing that i have the the most trouble i have with ghost adventures anymore is everything's is demonic yeah everything like it could be like an abandoned elementary school and there was like three kids that somehow died there over the course of its 80 years being used and they go in to investigate like this abandoned elementary school and like they hear something that sounds like a kid and they're just like could is this a kid or is this a demon mimicking a kid to <laughs> trick us and it's like no fuck stick it's an elementary school there was three kids that fucking died here that's what it is it's a fucking kid Like, it doesn't have to be a demon mimicking somebody. That's, like, that's the problem that I have with Ghost Adventures right now is that it's so hard to fucking get into it because everything's demonic. Like, everything. Like, there was a hotel or something they were investigating, and as soon as they got off the elevator, you could hear them say, Hey, we're coming on your floor, and there's a disembodied voice that goes, Hello? And they're just like, Could this be a demon? like no
2: the Hotel Cecil that sounded oh like oh my a,
1: god is, that the, that e- so, I
2: think that's the episode you're talking it about it was
1: right? a yeah. female it was a woman it was a disembodied voice if you scan that entire floor there's nobody on there chalk it up to a disembodied voice of a female not a female being mimicked by a demon because like that, that's I don't know man I just I, I feel like especially in the media like movies like The Conjuring and The Exorcist movies and stuff like that Like, they play so heavy on demonic forces, and I feel like that that's what sells right now.
0: Well, and it's, to me, it's lazy writing. Just to go, yeah, it's demonic, because you can't come up with a a better creative solution to that like Insidious did. I know you've got some feelings on Ghost Adventures with Zach Baggins.
1: She's probably into Zach Baggins.
2: I hate it so much. Whenever Thomas <laughs> turns it on, it's just I feel like my whole energy fucking absorbs everybody around me. I'm like, this shit again? And it's not... I actually...
1: This is the first I'm hearing this, by the way.
2: <laughs> I actually, like, used to enjoy the show. Like, how Tom is saying, like, watching it from the beginning. But what it's become now, and when he turns on the newer episodes and stuff, I'm just like, it's gonna be the same episode... After the same episode, but just in a different location.
3: Yeah.
2: And it becomes so annoying and tiring. Like, it's like how he gets all rowdy and wants to yell at the TV. That like, I literally just want to do that. I'm like, it's the same fucking
0: oh my situation God. that I would we pay just money did in the last
1: episode.
2: So I just this is to...
1: news to me. She has never told well, me this. Well, because I still want him to you.
2: enjoy it. Like, because <laughs> I'm miserable. You don't have to I
1: be. think there's a certain amount. <laughs> like, this is so news to me.
2: You can keep watching it, baby. I'll continue to keep (laughs) hating it. But no, like, I've been to the Zach Baggins Museum. Like, that was the most intense thing I've ever done in my fucking life. If you haven't done it, do it. It's worth the money. Go experience it. It's insane. Like, I can't even, like, physically put into words how crazy it is and how much it, like, plays with your mind. And there definitely is situations where Zach Baggins, because he always... Comes, comes up on the monitor before every room that you approach and he like tells a story about who, where he bought this or where it comes. So they play into it. They do. Oh, yeah. But the energy that you feel in that place is insane.
1: Is it predominantly negative or is it just like overwhelming energy in general?
2: It's just overwhelming energy. It's not always negative. It's just an overwhelming amount of energy, especially if you are like a person who can feel other people's energy. Not only are you feeling the energy of everybody around you in the tour, but you're also feeling the energy of everything that's in there. And then you're feeling the energy of everybody being like, you should be scared. And it's just like, no, I'm not. No, I'm fucking not. I'm not scared of shit. I paid for this to just prove everybody that I'm not fucking scared of anything. You're the only person. But then at the same time, your knees are still shaking and you're like, I might might throw up or faint in like 10 seconds. What the hell's going on? You're the only person
1: I know that's been. I don't know anybody else that's, that's been to one, that museum, Rob. Yeah, that's that
2: one credit that uh-huh. I can give people, like Zach Baggins did one thing right and it's that museum.
1: Do it. But didn't you tell me that if it wasn't for me wanting to go so bad you'd probably never go through it again?
2: I would not ever do it again unless I experienced it with somebody to where I could just like enjoy watching them go through it. So if like you went or like a bunch of us our coworkers went, I would do it and put myself through it again just to be like Enjoy you guys reacting to it. Like you
0: know, now thinking about. I would never
2: personally do it by myself. I would never advise my kids to do it. It's insane.
1: You know, speaking of, wouldn't advise her kids to do it, but wants me to do this
2: shit. You guys hates
1: my TV show. You guys are partners. This is how this works.
0: (laughs) Misery loves company. It's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like. in relation to that, you know, when you let one out, you know, while you're sitting there with your significant other and it stinks and you know it stinks. And you're like, do you smell popcorn? And they take a big whiff. It's just misery loves company and that's how partners work.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I I definitely.
2: just wouldn't want my kids to do it because I'm their mom and I have to take them to therapy and pay for that shit.
0: <laughs> I like.
2: Like, if they were grown-ass adults, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. But, like, right now, I wouldn't take my 13-year-old to go do it because it's just, like.
1: Do they even the allow kids to do it? I mean, six months, there,
2: she's going to be like, she won't sleep. She's is there probably Is there age limit?
1: Like, I would imagine, I mean, just from what I know of that museum, I would imagine you don't almost have to be 18 to go in there because there's so many...
2: I think you can be accompanied by a parent. You I think that whole 18.
1: fucking city
0: needs to have an age limit.
1: <laughs> I mean... What's it,
0: the point in going to Vegas if you're under 21? Legoland. There's a Legoland there?
1: From what I hear. Well, there's... Allegedly. The M&M
2: factory.
1: There is the M&M factory.
2: There's a lot of cool shit for kids.
1: And at the, uh, God, what's the name of the casino? Uh, it's like circus Circus? No, not that one. It's like knights and shit. Oh. Excalibur. Excalibur. At Excalibur, you and your family can dine while watching live jousting and sword fighting.
0: Ten feet away from piles of horse shit. I mean, I still I would watch live jousting.
1: I mean,
2: I just drive to Tooele and that's pretty much what it is.
0: So. <laughs> God. So I, I got to say one of my favorite like paranormal things to watch is on YouTube. It's Nuke's top five. Now, granted, it's gotten a little dry for me because the amount of good videos that he finds to be able to put into his top five is getting few and far between. Because there's so much bullshit. So many fakers. But he usually tries to like capitalize on the number one video. And it's pretty much always good. But there's so many tropes that I've gotten so tired of seeing. And then I go, yeah, this one's bullshit. This one's bullshit. But there is there's one trope amongst like his videos. And almost every other ghost hunting video. Is the background music. It's always like dark and ominous. And it's like, I don't want to hear that what if there was a voice that i could pick up but instead i got to listen to this fucking
1: background music you know that so much on ghost hunting shows and i think it takes away so much of it It, yeah
0: it depletes it like i would rather be a little bit bored watching the interim clips to get to the good stuff rather than just like having this background music that's designed to psych
1: up my mind so there is another one if you like nukes top five because nukes top five is very good um, another one I would recommend anyone to watch who's into the paranormal stuff is called Slapped Ham.
0: I yeah. love Slapped Ham. Like
1: that guy has some pretty cool ass videos that he compiles, and it's like, it's uh, it's it's good. He does the ominous music too, though. Like uh, he's got this one that just keeps going. <laughs> Like he does. That was on the
0: fucking money.
3: It, I think yeah. it's a
1: higher frequency. I don't know if I can get that high without getting kicked in the balls. But yeah, it's. it's. He's still got the ominous music, but I do like Slap Tam. I think the guy's name's Callan or something like yeah. that. But I love watching his videos. And I like how short his introductions are. He's just like, you know, <coughs> some plucky British dude who's just like, thanks for tuning in I'm Callan thanks for watching slap ham be sure to like and subscribe for more creepy videos like this and that's it like that's his whole introduction and then it goes right into like these cool ass videos yeah
0: i you know i think one of the my favorite media forms and that because you and i all trade videos on TikTok all the time and part of the reason i really enjoy those videos is because they're all user submitted they don't go through an editing process most of them don't have any background music it's just a video that somebody caught randomly and then posted it on their TikTok, which I, I think makes it a little bit more believable. Yeah. And it's in a much smaller bite. Like, I don't have to sit here and watch a 40-minute video to get, like, three seconds of good shit. It's, like, it's over and it's done.
1: Or watch a 45-minute episode of Zach Bagans calling everything a demon just to hear an AVP of somebody going, I'm here. Like, cool. I bet...
0: I I bet on a personal level, and I rag on Zach Baggins all the time, but I bet on a personal level he's probably a pretty okay dude.
2: I think, I think so. I think, honestly, cause I, probably about a year ago, I heard some shit like, through social media and everything. Who knows what's true and what's not? But even Zach Baggins, according to what I heard, said himself that he doesn't even enjoy doing Ghost Hunters anymore. Yeah. That he just does it because he's contracted and he's just sick of it because it's not what he intended the show to become or wants it to be. 100% believe that. And I don't know if that's true, but if it it is true, it's just a lot of respect to him because it's like, yeah, your show is now shit.
1: Well, there are some definitely good alternatives. I mean, for me, like, I know, yes, I do still watch Ghost Adventures religiously. There's no
0: shame in that.
1: (laughs) But uh, there are good alternatives. I know the one that uh, Nick Groff, the one who used to be on Ghost Adventures, um, the one that he branched out and did with Katrina Weidman, I think is her name, Uh, he did what's called Paranormal Lockdown. Have you ever seen any of those? Yeah. So those ones I found really cool because as cool as I want to, like, as cool as it sounds to go out and go ghost hunting for a night, I think if you really want to capture some hard evidence, you've got to be there longer than a night. And. I think that's one of the things that I loved about the paranormal lockdown that, that Nick and Katrina did was it was three-day minimum. Every location they went to, they stayed there for a minimum of 72 hours. Some locations, I think they did even longer, but um, their minimum was 72 hours in a location. And so I think that kind of really gets you in the mindset as an investigator of what it's really like to be there day in and day out. Um, the other good one is called, uh, I think it's only on YouTube now, but you can find the older episodes uh, when it was still televised. It was called Fear Factor. Or no, not Fear Factor. Um, good Lord. Destination Fear. Oh, That's yeah. what it was called. Had uh, Dakota was, yeah. the, was the main guy on that. He used to actually be on the Ghost Adventures crew with Zach Bagans. And the way that he actually got on there was they did a contest, like a video contest that they... Uh, wanted people to submit and this Dakota kid made this video basically mocking the introduction to Ghost Adventures and he like dressed up like Zach Bagans and everything (laughs) like it it was good but he won the contest so he got to go on a ghost hunt with the Ghost Adventure crew and then he became a part of their crew and then he eventually branched out and did his own thing but um, they're exclusively all of their new stuff is on YouTube now but the nice thing about them being on YouTube now is that like their stuff's not being edited by some major corporation you know what i mean it's kind of more in-house and so
0: you know that's one thing that i i have to think about with my own thing is like the amount of time editing is going to take especially if you know let's say it's it's me and you two and two other people now i gotta edit footage for five people which i, I don't have a problem with but man how fucking nice would it be
1: to just be like here's all my shit edit my video for me
0: well, make me look cool,
1: yeah, I mean, you can definitely I, I think I've watched enough paranormal investigative shows that I could definitely help out with streamline I mean, you really just gotta kind of focus on things that you find. you know what I mean is well in yeah.
0: one thing about editing that i I have a problem with with ghost shows is that. Sometimes they'll edit things out of sequence so it is more dramatic. And it's like if if you're uh like when I would do airsoft videos, yeah, I would do that shit all the time because it didn't matter. There's no like linear story that goes with it versus the ghost hunting thing. It does need to be more in line. Yeah. Like okay, we're here and suddenly we're already hearing strange noises and then we do this for 3 hours and nothing happens. And then right as we're about to leave, right as you're about to pack up or whatever, then, okay, something else happened, which prompted you to go in further or whatever. Like, I think that needs to be more important. One thing that I really want to figure out how to do is add maps. So, like, if you guys are together in one room and you're experiencing that... There should be, like, a a map that pops up, like, in a fucking video game that shows where you're at in correlation (laughs) with everybody else. Almost like
1: the mini-map on, like, a racing game. Yeah. Like, these guys are way over here, and these guys are way over here. But just to be able to show, like, okay, T and
0: Sissy are in the Regency room, and they're experiencing this, but all of us are still in the foyer or whatever. Yeah. So it gives a little bit more credence of, like, because I have zero desire to fake anything or lie about anything granted i do have it figured out to where it's like you know you're there for a certain amount of time you do your investigation okay now we're going to do a bunch of fucking shenanigans and i (laughs) I thought of all this stupid shit to do to like fuck with everybody in the party or like um i think i was joking with scott about this one i was like somebody will round the corner and they'll they'll be like you know how you always see a People when they're doing a ghost thing, they're wearing a white sheet with holes cut in the eyes. I was like, instead, have somebody in a KKK suit. Oh my and he's god! He's like, yeah, have it be Ty. It would be even better. And oh was my like, god, dude, I'm totally doing this. Just like not even have Ty be part of any of the team or whatever, and nobody even knows he's there. But he just like, all right, dude, sneak in.
1: <laughs> That's
0: terrible. Or, or one that I thought of is. And if you've watched any amount of Nukes Top 5, especially the videos that take place in Asian countries, you'll see the little kid hand that comes around the corner and, like, grabs the wall and then comes back. I'm going to do that, except I'm going to have a bunch of, like, plastic dildos on my finger. And then focus. (laughs) That's terrible. So it's like, yeah, I want to take the investigation part really seriously and then, like, do that. But at the same time... Just have fun with it and not be like, oh, just fuck a demon and just like on edge yeah, all the cause time. Yeah, because like I said,
1: in my experience with my ghost hunting, like when it was taken way too seriously, it literally took the fun away from it.
0: You know, and that's the problem. Going back to what you were saying about Zach Beggins is at a certain point, you're not going to enjoy it anymore. No matter if it's fun or if it's a good thing or if you maintain all creative control, eventually you're going to get tired of it and you're not going to want to do it anymore. And I assume that same factor about ghost hunting or podcasting or whatever eventually i'm going to be like i don't want to do it anymore yeah so it's like while i'm doing it i might as well do it to the max
1: yeah absolutely
0: but not be a fucking tool about it
1: so on the topic though of like uh evps and stuff like that when it comes to ghost hunting uh i think one of the coolest things that that i like to see at least when i'm watching all these is true disembodied voices like i love that shit like or phantom footsteps you know what i mean like the phantom footsteps almost like when you guys were describing that video to me of that guy that was like in his out. like you guys are gonna have to show me that after this because i want to see that so bad but. so
0: i've got a story about phantom footsteps so obviously i moved in with my parents right they bought the house the guy who used to live there worked in a mortuary like a mormon guy you know dealt with dead bodies and all that so i believe at some point he drug something back with him and it's still there so this was years ago my mom and i were downstairs in the downstairs living room and we were just bullshitting and it was just her and i that were home and Everybody in my family has this weird thing where if the front or back door is shut, it needs to be locked, like 100% of the time. I I can't even close the door without holding the lock, so I lock it when I'm done. But we had the front, the glass door was closed, and it was locked. It's just her and I at home, and there was like a lull in the conversation, and it was dead quiet, and I could hear footsteps upstairs. And there's kind of a long hallway that leads to the bedrooms upstairs that goes into the living room. And you can, it sounded like somebody was wearing boots walking down the hall. Bump, 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 bump. And she's like, is your dad home? I was like, nope. So naturally I go upstairs and I check everything and I find nothing. <laughs> and the way the couch was set, it was like in line with the hallway. My dad's a very, very paranoid person. So you tell him I heard footsteps, he assumed somebody was in the house. No matter what. So we're sitting there that night and I'm telling him, I'm sitting next to him on the couch And I'm telling him Look, I heard footsteps that walked from there To here Mom heard it There was nobody home The doors were locked There's cameras fucking everywhere We would have seen somebody And he's like I don't know It sounds like somebody was in the house And then he's sitting there Kind of pondering it And you can hear the footsteps Walking down the hallway Right toward him And he's deaf as fuck But he's got his hearing aid in And he looks over the fuck was that? I'm like Bleed me now? Steps. <laughs> <laughs> but there's even been a couple instances where I could it sounds so crazy to say it out loud. I could feel something getting into bed with me. Like this happened twice. And the last time I was kinda like towards the edge of the bed, but my legs were kind of cocked back at like a 45 degree angle, so there's like perfect space for somebody to come sit on the bed and you can feel the displacement of the bed and you're like, all right, that's creepy. Do you want to talk or, you know, do you want to get some coffee? What are we doing here? And then the space lifts back up and then you're alone again. And it's like, that's weird, so yeah. Right. Either shit's happening there or I am fucking psychotic and I'm going a no, little calm me, a little always
2: calm and that's what I'm saying like is it actually like ghosts is it spirits is it demons or are our dimensions like just kind of you know like what if that's just you getting into bed previously in another dimension well and it's just kind of it's kind of crazy to think because I don't think it's always like, something that is like a spirit or a ghost I think that sometimes shit is just happening and it's unexplainable and we will probably never God, be able to explain me. it who knows but there's so many times like yeah i experience experienced the same thing and it's just like in my mind trying to rationalize it I'm like I just did that so what if it was just me doing it 10 minutes prior to me just doing it
0: well that begs the question because I think about this way more than I should And exactly what you're saying like, is this a time space thing is it dimensional is it paranormal and it's all these different prevailing theories and to me just like everything else I go it's either all bullshit or none of it is and it's the same as deja vu so when you think about the moments you have really strong deja vu and it hits you like a ton of bricks like been there done that which is what deja vu means and you know what's going to happen following that And like, I remember the last time it happened, I was upstairs in one of the rooms and I had this super strong deja vu and I was like, my ex is going to call me and start screaming at me about something. So I pull out my phone, like waiting for it to happen and it doesn't happen. But it's like, how would I know that that was coming? Because maybe in some alternate version of reality that did happen, but there was that momentary folding between dimensions or... Maybe I was in some kind of slipstream where I was like momentarily vibrating at the same frequency as another version of me, right. who had to answer the phone and get his ass chewed for something stupid.
1: Well, I, as far as like what it is specifically for me, I know a lot of the times I, I lean a little bit more towards like a person's energy. A little bit, like I lean a little bit more towards that. Like I find that I, I think I lean a little bit more heavy on the side of. If somebody has a lot of energy in life, right, like, if they are one of those people, like, as soon as they walk in the room, everybody knows they're in the room. Mm -hmm. If they are one of those people in life, I think it's a good possibility that, you know, no matter what the circumstances are, I mean, they could get old and just die of old age, whatever, like, no matter how their death is, but I think that if they carry that kind of energy in life, I feel like that they might have lingering energy you know what i mean because like to me the idea of it is is that like our energy and what we give out um i don't know if you remember like when the Pedic mattresses first came out and their ads were like was oh yeah look and well no i'm just saying because like they push their hand into the mattress and then yeah. they take their hand away and you can still see the handprint there mm-hmm. and it kind of slowly comes back up you know what i mean I almost kind of feel like that's how some people's energy can be. It's like, yeah, the person may be gone, but their energy is still here. And um, especially in instances where if somebody dies very suddenly and very unexpectedly, I think it's... I I believe personally that their energy can still stick around, and it's almost like they don't even know they're dead. I think- like, they could just be... Well, like Like, if... If you're a person who wakes up every day, every single day, and you go and make a pot of coffee, like, if you die suddenly and unexpectedly, like, is your spirit, your soul, are you still just kind of moseying around like, yeah, I'm going to wake up and go make a pot of coffee, you know, like kind of that whole, almost kind of like Beetlejuice to where the people don't know that they're dead, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? but they're still in their house it's almost kind of like that theory a little bit for me that's kind of what I feel like as opposed to it being like interdimensional that I think <coughs> certain circumstances but I think the vast majority of like what we see on like ghost hunting shows and a lot of the paranormal evidence that people capture I think a lot of it is is at least in my mind chalked up to just their energy still being here you agree with that?
2: I think it definitely plays into factor. Definitely. I do honestly think that, especially in the example of like somebody just passing away in their sleep and not even knowing that they're dead, and then just continue their routine.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's like kind of like I'm saying, it's like things could happen in your everyday life, but something weird happens to you. Who's to say something isn't there? Or another dimensional thing is happening.
0: Yeah. What, what if... Here's kind of an alternate idea. When you talk about like the habit of getting up and making a cup of coffee, what if that is your version of heaven? You think about like the old timers, your great grandpa or whatever. They bought their first house very young. They lived in it their entire fucking life and they died there. Maybe that's their own little piece of heaven. So instead of going on to another plane or whatever, yeah, they just continue on doing what they always did because that made them
1: happy yeah i i wonder if that plays into to factor with it you know like if people choose like like no this is where i want to be this is this is my happy place yeah you know and i because i i do believe in a spiritual realm very strongly i do believe in in even multiple you know living multiple lives and things like that but i do think that somebody could just be in their in their solitude you know what i mean i think that that's a super strong possibility and especially when you consider like so when you consider that theory though it's also i think that plays into account into like a lot of old historical buildings right because like how many buildings on the east coast and and you know down south and stuff like that are these old buildings and they're just like yep this wealthy fucking sugar farmer owned it and he built this entire house it's like a fucking mansion
0: yeah but he built it by himself yeah and it's
1: just like yeah dude i'm sorry but if i put that much work into a house yeah even if i fucking die tomorrow i'm fucking staying here (laughs) fuck you i built this fucking house
0: there there were many times my ex and i would joke because she would look at um uh historical houses for sale on instagram or whatever it is and she would send it to me, and it's, like, these really dope old, like, Victorian houses for the most part. And we would joke, like, oh, that one is guaranteed to be haunted, you know? Because, like, this old Victorian house, and they only want $65,000 for it, that place is haunted for certain. And we would joke back and forth, like, dude, we'll cohabitate with the ghost. It's fine. That house is awesome. But here's an alternate theory, and I actually came up with this one the other day. I didn't really come up with it. I adapted it. I'll say that. Have you watched... Uh The original Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters Afterlife. Have you seen either one of those?
1: It's been probably well over a decade since I've watched the original Ghostbusters. God, I'm so disappointed. No, I'm kidding.
0: Um, In the newer one, Afterlife, they're talking about... um, Because there's like this... I don't know how to describe it. Basically portal to hell where this demon whatever is trying to come back but they needed all these girders made out of zelenium. And if you watch the original movie, they talk about the high rise apartment that uh, Dana lives in has zelenium girders. And it even the, the little girl in the movie was like, that's not a very conductive metal. Like, why would you use that? It's hard to get. It's expensive. Doesn't make any sense. So what if especially in these older places they're made out of materials that keep spiritual energy trapped.
1: That's like the uh, stone tape theory is what they call it. So, kind of plays into the stone tape theory. So, the stone tape theory is when you have things like quartz or limestone. Uh, Limestone is supposed to be a huge conductor of paranormal activity. And much like you're referencing is that, yeah, you'll find that like a lot of these old buildings and a lot of places that have a whole lot of spiritual activity are built with uh, highly conductive materials uh, of, like I guess delenium. I don't even know what the fuck that is but, I don't either um, but yeah, limestone is a huge one, so um, a lot of the really old buildings and stuff that people investigate um, a lot of paranormal investigators will talk about like what it's built out of because the stone tape theory is, is that some of that energy is almost trapped in there,
3: mm.
1: and the reason they call it the stone tape theory is because in a lot of these places what you're experiencing is you're experiencing um oh god what are the there's uh intelligent hauntings and then what's the other one it's like a tape recorder it's like on a loop yeah it's almost like a tape recorder on a loop and so that's where a lot of the stone tape theory comes from is because they'll say that like yeah the energy is just you know basically Im- embedded in the materials that were used to build this uh build this establishment and so a lot of the things that you'll hear are like reoccurring things it's like the same thing it's not intelligent it's hmm. just re- reoccurring so it's, it doesn't really give off like a negative vibe, doesn't give off a positive vibe. It's just like, yeah, you know, about once a day that door swings open or something. Or once every week that door swings open. It's just very repetitive stuff. I'm so, going to
0: rabbit hole a shit out of that.
1: Stone tape theory, my friend. Yeah, you'll you'll find a lot of it. It's. it's I thought I was onto something there. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> once again, closet paranormal investigator nerd. I don't,
0: you know, with a ghost hunting and paranormal investigation being so, like, pseudoscience, I don't think anybody's closet about it. I think we're all on the same level at this point.
1: Well, I think it's just one of the things, I, like, if people were to, like, get to know me or start talking to me, like, they would have no idea how much interest I really have. <laughs> it's well, like,
0: I, I know, because we've talked about it yeah. in great detail
1: oh, many yeah. times. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's just something that intrigues me i don't understand it but i i love it and i follow it religiously i watch so many of them if there's a good one that you want to laugh at watch ghost brothers
0: oh i have watched ghost brothers oh my god it's, those guys you know I, I think it's such an encompassing thing of people who really love that sort of thing i think it's because we're less interested in what's actually here and on the ground, invisible, and we're more interested in the beyond. And, and I think the same thing about, like, aliens or alternate dimensions. Like, we want to believe that there's something much bigger and greater than ourselves, or at least more interesting. Yeah. That we tend to go towards that direction. And I think it's, maybe it's, like, more creative people or more into it versus more, like, fact-based people just listen to true crime all day, you know? Yeah but it's like I, I kind of go I know people suck and I know the world's not the best place so this is way more interesting to me because it's unknown
1: yeah is there any uh, for, for both of you guys this was a question they asked me when I was doing uh, ghost hunting with that group is there any type of paranormal investigating you would not do solid question Because, like, I mean, I think about it and it's like, yeah, I want to go to, like, prisons and, you know, all these crazy haunted places. But do you have a line where you're just like, yeah, I'm not fucking with that? You got anything?
2: I feel like for me it would just be, I'm not sleeping anywhere that has like true factual evidence that shit happens. Like I would sleep there with people, but how like sometimes you watch like that ghost the ghost hunting shit and they're just like, "Oh yeah, this person's going to go sleep all the way over there by themselves in a sleeping bag, and we'll see what happens." Yeah, no. Don't leave me alone in a scary ass place.
1: <laughs> so, like even if they told you though, like even even if you if they just said like, "Hey, we're going as a group and we're going to stay <coughs> as a group, but this place is like pretty bad as far as demonic activity you'd still just be like let's go
2: yeah i don't know how long I'd stay there but I'd <laughs> okay <laughs> i'd give it a try
0: what about I, you dan i don't know i think i i have no limit about any of it you know and kind of going back to what you just said about you know sleeping there by yourself one thing <clears throat> that i often find is a tip-off that a ghost hunting show is bullshit Is that they'll go into these places completely solo with, like, no tools, no backup, no safety precautions, no egress plan, no anything. They're just like, yeah, I'm just going to go to all these haunted places by myself. And they're not scared out of their fucking mind. Because even if you go to these places as a complete skeptic, like, people are still scared of the dark there's still vagabonds and homeless people. There's all kinds of terrifying shit in there that you need to be completely aware of. Wild animals. And man. they're, yeah, wild animals. And they're just like, doo do doo doo filming this whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like horseshit. I mean, I feel I am fairly confident that I wouldn't just like be afraid of every little thing in a ghost hunt, but I'm still a human allegedly. So I, yeah, it's still scary to be in the dark it's still scary to be somewhere that you don't know in the dark, especially with all the shit that could be there
2: by yourself. And you're just like, yeah, go over here. And by the way, you're going to sleep there. Let us know if you need help. And it's like, and it's not even so much about like the spiritual aspect or paranormal or demonic part. It's just being alone. And it's just like, what am I allowed to take with me? Like, can I take a gun? Can I, I'm more afraid of like, like you were saying, like somebody just appearing there. Or because you don't know where you're at necessarily or your surroundings. It's not somewhere you've been in day to day. Like, when I see those episodes, like, that scares me more than anything. I'm like, this is creepy as shit. What the hell's going to happen? Yeah. some homeless guy going to pop out? I
1: know. When we went to that Mercer Cemetery, when we went out there, there was one point where the most terrifying experience I had out there, I swear to God, I heard a growl of an animal. And it sounded like a big fucking animal. I don't know what it was. We still don't fucking know. But we were out there in the middle of the fucking desert. And it's fucking pitch dark out there. And, yeah, I heard a fucking growl. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that was, but it sounded big. And my ex-wife's brother had his gun with him. Because my biggest concern going out there, as far as safety, mountain lions. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if there are mountain lions on these mountains over here, but... I don't want to fuck with them mountain line if I see one. Like, if anything, I'm going to shoot that fucking thing. Like, so that was honestly the scariest part of that whole fucking trip. You was, know, just, was that. But my, the reason I ask is uh, about, you know, what your guys' limits are. Um, and just so you guys know, I actually do have a threshold of what I will not fuck with. And it is anything to do with Native American stuff. I refuse. I will not fuck with that. Here's one. There I will. Dude, it's like you have got the DNA though. It's probably like your ancestor or yeah, some other. shit. Like, here's one, here's a hard one. Caves or tunnels. Fuck no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let, let's 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 dive in a little bit on this. Is this like a cave that's like popular for tourists and like people go there all no. the time, or is this just some fucking random ass cave that people are like a cave. No. Some
0: rando cave. There's no graffiti on the outside. Fuck. No. And it took you hours to hike
1: to it. Well, you already... you. The fact that it would take hours to hike to it, you've already <laughs>
2: lost it. <laughs> What's that, that movie, The Descent? The
0: Descent. Yeah. No.
2: Those people, like, crawl through these tiny... Sp- I'm not the biggest claustrophobic person, but if you told me I had to, like, crawl down this little tiny hole and you might get stuck... And it might not lead you out anyways. No. I yeah, can we just and, try to go back the way we came? I'm not
1: I d I do don't know if you guys mine shafts are a huge fucking no for me. If
0: you've seen some of those videos of paranormal or cryptids or whatever that take place, especially in caves, those like legitimately freak me out because I am a little touch of claustrophobic. But, but when they like go into a cave and then you hear and you're like, Yeah, <laughs> I'm out.
2: I'm dinner. Well,
0: it's going back to the gun thing. It's I always carry, you know, and it's I had to really stop and think about like when this ghost hunting thing kicks off. Like, should I carry while I'm there? Oh, I'm obviously, do. yeah. But it's it's still kind of a small fear for me. Like, if we're investigating an, an abandoned place and some homeless dude comes out and it's like, hey, and I get scared and draw him, like that's going to be terrible. Now we got to make a homeless guy disappear
1: because I shot him. Mm-hmm.
0: We, didn't, no, no. we didn't know. no, you
2: didn't. No. <laughs> he <laughs> ran off down about? the road. I don't
1: know <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about.
0: I don't know. We better dig that slug out of here. him
2: twenty bucks, and he ran that way. Yeah,
1: he was saying something
0: about dope, or uh, no. Uh,
1: yeah, no. He just, had a knife. If I go ghost hunting, I'm I'm taking my pistol with me. Absolutely. But but yeah, no uh, caves. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that up. That's my second one. Yeah, you ain't getting me no cave or no abandoned mine shaft. It's not even. I don't. Have a fear so much of what I could hear, what I could find, what evidence? No, my fear is strictly fucking anxiety-ridden. Of what if this motherfucker collapses, and I'm stuck in here? Fuck that. Because I'm telling you right now, if we're in there and we're in there for like fucking eight days, and I'm fucking hungry enough, I'm eating something. I'll eat whatever plants I could find. But when that fucking food resource runs out, I'm gonna fucking barbecue one of you motherfuckers, and it's gonna fucking happen. Like I'm start sorry. Start
2: with your left foot.
1: No. Yeah. You already said you don't give fuck your right footed anyway. I, it is, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. I think it's
0: a benefit if you eat your own left foot first because then you can't chase after any one of us to
1: try to eat us. That's why you want me to eat my and left foot.
2: And I just foot. hope I'm you share that. some of that left foot because we're all so
1: hungry. <laughs> fuck that. You guys can cut off your own fucking feet. You think my one foot's going to fucking feed me? <laughs>
0: That's when you're like, dude, I hope there's a cryptid in here. I'm going to fuck this dude up. Yeah,
1: I got a pistol. Anybody want a wing? Yeah. Fucking give me a bat. Give me something. I will fucking shoot, kill, and eat fucking anything. Like, I'm sorry, but the idea of being trapped in a fucking mine or a cave, fuck. (coughs) The risk far outweighs the reward. What about
0: an underground bunker?
1: fully safe fortified sturdy
0: to paint a context um, yeah, it, during World War II Germans made many 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 underground bunkers oh if the
1: Germans made it they're still standing so one of those but you know like a thousand people died in it I mean did they die because it collapsed or just a thousand people died in it uh, mutiny I don't know mutiny yeah fuck yeah I'll go in Fuck it. Like, an underground bunker doesn't bother me so long as it's fucking structurally sound.
0: What if it only has one point of ingress and egress? That's fine. One door. Yeah. What do you think?
2: It depends on the situation. Like, is it dark outside? Because if you guys are all going to the bunker, I'm following. But if it's daylight outside, I'll stay outside and watch you guys.
1: No, it's fucking dark.
2: Okay, I'm coming. (laughs) I don't want to be outside in the dark by myself, so...
0: I just thought about one of my, my thresholds, and it's not tied to paranormal wildlife or vagabonds or criminals or anything. It's uh, what made me think of it was the Dyatlov Pass thing. You know what that is? So in 1959, this group of Russian hikers went through Dyatlov Pass, and they were found, like, weeks later. Oh, all those
1: the ones that look, people think got slaughtered by, like, a Yeti? Yeah, like, everything
0: around their case was kind of a mystery. Like, some of the bodies were found with radiation. Almost all of them are wearing, like, their underwear and socks. And keep in mind, this is, you know, in a snowy mountain and shit. And,
1: Didn't some of them look like they were, like, cut open, though? And, like, their jaws were, like, ripped apart?
0: Yeah, one of them was missing a tongue. And, like, yeah, the whole thing is a mystery. But what made me think of that is how fucking cold it would be there. If it's really that cold, I'm not going.
1: Oh, yeah, no. I mean... I, I would treat, like, a paranormal investigation almost like I do with, like, motorcycle riding. Like, almost. Like, if it's cold, I can wear a jacket. Like, I'm cool with going somewhere cold. Uh, But, like, as far as, like... I would hope it would just be cold and then there's, like, an indoor structure, right? Like, I don't want it to be freezing balls-ass cold and we're just like, yeah, we're just going to go walk out like that Mercer Cemetery. That is not something you want to do when it's freezing-ass cold outside yeah. because... You're literally just out there walking in the fucking desert looking for fucking headstones that are impossible to fucking see at night. And, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that when it's cold. Fuck that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I hate those ghost videos where it's really cold and they're trying to focus, but all you can see is their breath going in front of the camera and shit. And you're like, (laughs) even if there was a ghost, he's probably like, you can't see me, bitch. (laughs) Speaking of headstones, have you ever been to the Salt Lake
1: Cemetery? I have not. Is that the one up by the Capitol? Yeah, yeah, never been.
0: It's uh, it has its own like series of legends. Emo, emo, and then there's uh, I can't remember the name on the grave, but uh, on her headstone it says "Marked by the Devil." There's a whole story that explains it, but it's still a very off-putting headstone because it's like her name and her birth and death year, and then um, either "Marked by the Devil" six 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 or something along those lines. Huh. But you just walk up and you're like, "What the fuck, really? So I took my my son there. We went there after dark, which you're not supposed to, but there's like fucking 25 other people out there just wandering around. We're at least like staying in the shadows. But yeah, we we were going to go do that whole emu thing. But when we got there, the sprinkler was on and it sprang right at that tomb. Oh. And I was like, yeah, hey, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to stand here and get fucking soaked.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously weather conditions gotta be permissible, but, uh, you know all all things aside, I mean as long as weather conditions are are good I guess I have two two no's on my list now Anything Native American and fuck mines and caves. Like, if it's not structurally sound, I'm not going because I'm a big guy, right? Like, if we're like, dude, we're gonna go check out this abandoned building. Oh, we're gonna go upstairs but we gotta be careful because you might fall through the floor Yeah, I'm not fucking going up there if there's no railings, pass. Because <laughs> the odds of me falling through the floor, especially if like some crazy shit really happened, right? Like, say we're in there and we like hear some random voice, right? We're all out ghost hunting. Put yourself in this scenario. You're all out there. And we know there's nobody else in the building we're on the second floor with a shitty wood floor that people could potentially fall through we know nobody else is in the building we've already cleared it right we've gone room to room and checked every single thing nothing's there and we're walking all of a sudden we hear hey yeah I'm gonna jump probably (laughs) piss myself and then I'm going through the floor and when I finally land probably blow out my knee for the fucking third time I'm gonna shit my pants right after so yeah there's it's 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 got to be within reason. It's got to be safe, right? I'm, I'm reasonably just, safe. Reasonably safe.
0: Nobody's yeah. ever died from a fucking ghost, but you can die from ghost hunting.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty sure there was an episode of Ghost Adventures I watched where there were kids investigating a place where the Ghost Adventures were, but there were kids there a few like years before and one of them had actually fallen down an elevator shaft ghost hunting and died. So, yeah, that uh Yeah, you can die ghost hunting. For sure.
0: So I'm trying to think of another, like, condition that would nullify. What if it was, like, uh, somewhere really, really tall? Like, really
1: high up? Is it safe? Like, like you asking, stay away from the edge. Like, are you asking me to investigate like a fucking bridge that's suspended between two fucking cliffs? Like, yeah, fuck no, <laughs> I ain't getting on that fucking bridge. How
0: about how about the dark woods at night?
1: Mm, if we stayed together as a group, that's the one thing. If you're like in a very heavily wooded area, which you've you've been back east, you've seen how fucking heavily wooded it can be, and even some of the heavily wooded areas out here. I mean, dude, the, the ability to get lost is high.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I've been in timber that's so thick you can't throw a handball and have it go 15 feet straight before it hits a tree. Yeah. And it's at a distance. Sometimes you'll look at the woods or a forest or whatever, and you go, that looks like a wall of trees. And then you get close, and you go, oh, it's, not that, it's not that bad. No, you can weave through it. But it's
1: still very thick. Yeah, and that's if I were to go and investigate like a heavily wooded area, I would definitely uh, it would have to be like mandatory that there's like a buddy system. You know what I mean? Like there, you have to go to at you have to go at least in as a pair.
0: Well, and that's one thing that I've also been trying to figure out on the equipment side of things is being able to make sure two people stay together and make it make sense so like i'm working on this rig with action cams to make them night vision obviously they're not going to have a huge field of view but whatever they capture will be in legit night vision and it'll be on its own rig but then the person with them should also have a regular camcorder with a regular light so they can not only get what's up there but get reactions of people and kind of get that camera crew feel without having a camera crew you're still getting that live experience but it's like you shoot what you want but this camera needs to be pointed that way because it's night vision so it's like you're always going to be paired up
1: yeah dude i actually happen to have like a spare xbox connect laying around so if you ever wanted to try to
0: oh i'm down i just watched a video yesterday on how to build one
1: yeah i've got one i'm pretty sure sitting in my garage so take it out be happy to donate 'Cause do I really look like I play Xbox Connect? No. <laughs> I like Xbox Connect is for retirement homes, let's be fucking real here. Yeah. It
0: Seems, was it was really cool for a little while and then it just the tracking just was. Same wasn't with that like
1: good. Wii Sports, like. Don't get me wrong, if you bust out Wii Sports right now, I'm gonna fucking play, but <laughs> I think they were specifically designed to like get people in retirement homes to move. It worked yeah I mean
0: yeah. I'm an Oculus guy so that's my jam fuck
1: make me puke goddamn things
0: There's actually a new Ghostbusters game for Oculus and I'm like telling myself not to buy it right now cause I have all these other games that I need to finish but I'm <laughs> I'm such a fucking huge nerd for Ghostbusters like it's sad but that was like my thing when I was a kid that got I that came out around the time I was born and then the sequel came out when I was you know four or five years old or whatever. So that was like my jam.
1: Yeah.
0: And my truck is white. So I was looking at the decals to stick on the side of the (laughs) logo. And I was like, I would catch so much shit and I don't even care. It would be dope.
1: I mean, I would support it. So like
0: to bring it in, in terms of interest in ghost hunting, you guys doing it personally is it something you could see yourself doing a lot or just intermittently and also are there people in your life or more specifically in our circle that you absolutely do not want to go ghost hunting with
1: i could find myself going to a location like given our current work schedule and everything like i would definitely want to go once on long change and once on our three days off after our four nights, like I could see myself easily committing to that. Like I would definitely want to go. And then as far as like, as far as anybody in particular, I can't really say there's anyone in particular that I wouldn't want to go. Um, just in the midst of an investigation, like obviously I, I know I was preaching early about how I don't want people to take it like too overly serious, but Treat it professionally. You know what I mean? Like don't don't be that asshole who's like, if I go out ghost hunting with you, I don't want you to be that asshole who go rar and like try to jump scare me, right? Like you do that, you're gonna get a fucking elbow in the jaw and I'm not gonna fucking feel bad about it. Duly noted. So it's just it's one of them things like I'll go ghost hunting with anybody, but just treat it with a little bit of
2: professionalism. That's a fair point. What do you think? I'm, I would definitely go as long as it was, like, somewhere that was actually had some type of background
3: mm-hmm.
2: of something could potentially happen. Or it would just be really cool to visit. But if it was just some random spot where it's like, let's just go check out this place. I'd be like, yeah, hard pass. I'd rather do so many different things than just go wander around somewhere where I know nothing is going to happen.
3: Yeah.
2: As far as, like, being around people, I don't really think there's anybody... That I wouldn't want to go with. I feel like anybody who I feel like I wouldn't want to go with, and it'd just like it'd be an opportunity for something hilarious to happen just because mm-hmm. I know all you guys.
1: <laughs> We're all you much guys assholes. You guys definitely would
2: potentially make something happen with that person.
1: There's this guy that would be hilarious. with a Tesla if we could get him to go.
0: He doesn't walk very much, so <laughs> I think for me, like frequency Once or twice a month sounds cool, especially, you know, like during the spooky season when it starts to cool off, you know, and it's October and you're already in that mindset, like feed that shit. I like it. Um, I don't think there's anybody specifically I wouldn't want to go. I know there's people who would uh, cause me some grief at some points, but there's a lot of people I do want to go Because I think there are some people that they want to put up that front that I'm a big, scary, tough guy and nothing's going to scare me until you put them in the dark by themselves. And then I want to see how that's going to change. Oh, yeah. But the other part is, is like, you two specifically, absolutely. Because I know you're very empathic. So that's going to add a new layer to it.
2: And very easy to scare.
0: Well, yeah, that too. And then you, because of Your big reactions. Because if you saw something... I don't even think I would point the camera in that direction. I'd be looking at you.
1: (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) I would. I would definitely be that guy. Like... If... Once again, like as I've said before, you know, I... I do try to rationalize things, but if it's something and I can't explain it, like, when I heard that door close a few weeks ago when she came upstairs, I was probably fucking pale. And I know <laughs> I had, like, I had goosebumps all the way up my fucking arm. Like, every hair, and there's a lot of hair on that arm. It was standing up. Like, you would have thought I took some Aquanet to my fucking arm. Like, it was it was intense. So,
0: oh, I, I really want Scott to go, too. Because he's got, like, that retard courage.
1: Oh, so yeah. if he
0: saw something, he'd be like, I gotta go get it.
1: He's like, also the guy, like, if you know that there's, like, one creepy-ass place where normally it would be a situation where we're like, all right, guys, we're going to draw straws to see who gets to go into this super creepy, nasty, shitty place that nobody <laughs> wants to go into. Scott's like, huh, I'll go in there. <laughs> yeah, a sudden. Yeah. He would just literally walk in there. He'd be like, no, if we don't need straws, I'll go in. <laughs> like, he just doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. Like, but, but yeah, there, there are definitely
0: people too that would go that I would want them to go just for them having the experience, but also because, like you said, they're super easy to scare. And then, like I was saying about the shenanigans, that that's going to happen. Like not during the
1: important part, but later on for sure. If we could go somewhere that I knew was like without a doubt, like there was a, a good stockpile of evidence that's been captured before. If there was one person I wish I could take with me but would probably never go, it would be my fucking brother. Like, he is so dismissive of anything to do with paranormal. Like, you even mentioned something about Bigfoot in front of me. He's like, You're fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> like he really is. Or, like, I try to talk to him about aliens. He's like, None of that fucking shit fucking matters. You're wasting your fucking time. you fucking wasted fucking brain cells. And he just. He, he, I know he sounds a lot like me, doesn't he? <laughs>
0: I could totally see it, though, and I think it's hilarious that you guys are brothers, but you're so juxtaposed. Oh, he's...
1: Like, when it comes to, like, the supernatural and stuff like that, like, I am so open to it, and he is just so... That's fucking dumb, I ain't got time for that shit. Which, I mean, most of the time he probably doesn't have time for. But, like, I would love to take him into a haunted place and have him experience something, because I don't think he would necessarily react... He he might react the same way that I would, like, what the fuck was that? Like, he he might have that, but I'd love to talk to him after the fact. I think after the fact, if he were to experience something paranormal, I would love to talk to him about it, like a week later, and just you
0: know. That and it's funny you mention that because one thing I want to do to kind of meld the podcast and the ghost hunting thing together is uh, companion podcasts. So like the crew who went out and did the investigation. Let's come back together a couple days later after you've had time to process and let's discuss it, you know. yeah. Even if it was just like, yeah, we didn't see shit, but then we, you know, we played pranks and somebody was wearing a blow up dildo suit and <laughs> it was hilarious. But. All right. So final question. What's one place that you would love to do an investigation in? Like your your dream go to top of the list place.
1: Is it far? Is it like limited to like anywhere anywhere in the world? I got mine.
2: For me, I think it'd be like any of the really cool castles in like Scotland or Ireland or Iceland, like the really really fucking old castles. Like any of those, if somebody was just like, hey fully like paid for or like i could financially even do it myself like you have this span of time to go do it i'd be there like done
1: good choice mine would be eastern state penitentiary (sighs) that's a good one i that place just even going to it is on my bucket list but like to like actually be able to go and investigate there on on like the terms not necessarily like my terms but like just not not what you see on tv you know what i mean like i i want to take like a whole different approach to it because every single tv show or youtube video or whatever that's out there if If you've seen anything of Eastern State Penitentiary, it is seriously like a treasure chest of evidence. Oh, yeah. And some of the most compelling evidence that almost any crew has ever caught, you can go through, and some of the best captures have all come from Eastern State Penitentiary. But it's also, because of the history behind it, it was the first prison in America that did solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. And I think with solitary confinement i mean obviously there's tons of studies and stuff out there that prove that yeah you'll drive yourself crazy but there's just so much history in it and i can't even imagine what that place like i feel like if you were there investigating that place at night i would feel like the whole place would almost be like electric like electrically charged Mm. and you would feel it like you would be able to feel it and even if you're not scared, even if you're not frightened or whatever, I just feel like that that place is a place where you could go in there and just feel so much energy. And, yeah, that's Eastern State Penitentiary is probably my number one.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely a top choice. I really, if I was going to guess yours, I would have said Waverly Hills. I I was wrong. That's
1: number two. Waverly mine, Hills is number two.
0: Mine is actually a prison, Alcatraz.
1: Ooh, have you been?
0: I've never been. But I believe, without getting too long-winded, that it's not necessarily, like, a person dying in a location that has an effect, but I do believe trauma and pain and all those other things that happen in a place tend to be trapped there. So, like, Alcatraz was known to be a really shitty prison, and people died trying to escape. Obviously, you have... Things like prison rape that cause drama, deaths, fights, all these terrible things that happen within a prison. Like, that's all going to be there. And then you're doing it at night, and then the tide comes up. So, it's going to have that impending feeling of, like, you can't escape. The tide's too high. You know, there's no boat. You're stuck here until fucking sunrise kind of thing.
1: Well, that and and a couple of interesting things about Alcatraz. I've been, and it's, it's cool. I've heard it was cool. Um... But they also say that water is a huge conductor for paranormal activity, too. So considering that Alcatraz is surrounded by water, that could amplify what you might find there.
2: Well, and also all the stories about people being imprisoned in Alcatraz that were innocent. Yeah. So you have, like, like, are you saying the trauma part of it? Imagine being imprisoned... Falsely and being stuck on an island surrounded by water, and then you die there.
0: And you have to go through all the hardships. Oh yeah, and all the shit that comes
2: along with it. Like that's that for me would be like the fascinating part of it is like all of those souls or whatever you want to say that are there still.
1: Yeah, Alcatraz. And they never
2: should have been there. Badass.
1: And and I can say just from being there, um, yeah, it would be super badass to investigate it.
0: And you have to quote the movie *The Rock* like nonstop while you're there, <laughs> with full Sean Connery and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, this was a
1: fun one. I'm glad we talked about this. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm geeked about going ghost hunting because I love it. I got
0: stuff on the way, man. It's gonna happen pretty soon. I'm in. Thanks for chatting with me. Yeah. Absolutely.